everybody welcome to an episode of the jay and barry boxing podcast here in the cult of ramble ranch in the rambling gay man studios yo we got some topics to hit predictions to give and pound for pound list to review but i'm not the only one doing it because i have two co-hosts today with me two i got beer in the motherfucking house and barry i usually give you a nice little introduction but i think it's appropriate to give this best introduction by popular demand, everyone likes him. He's been on two episodes of Whittier Fight Club. The the Carnitas King. Carnitas. Thank you, thank you, thank Gabe, what's going on, hey, bro? bro? It's hot today. Hot yes. as balls. It's hot today, but sweaty balls. Today's episode promises to be even hotter. hotter. Yes. Yes. So I like when I do the episode here. I like to have it like a gym, a, like a boxing gym. Again, I, I mean, we're worked up. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking shit, and we're ready to go. Exactly. Yes. yes. So let's so, fucking do it. All right, man. We're gonna talk some boxing news, boxing topics, boxing everything. 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 I see. We start off with uh, what we should have done in last week, but I'm sorry, folks. My mouth, my bad. I was out of town. Yeah. Exactly. I had to leave town that yes, week, yes, yes. so I didn't have we didn't get a chance to do it. So, so that was on that's on me. Yeah. That's on so me. I say we start off with the recap of the undisputed fight, David Haney versus George Camprose. I mean Wow. We're getting to get we're gonna get right into it, right? Get right into it, bro. I, right, I wanna right. mention this before I forget. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like a lot of people, you know, they gave it like a sh- a shutout. Like the scorecards that I was reading for other people. It was like they gave David Haney almost every round. And I just took it as like, I don't know. I felt like you didn't give George Camposa some credit. Camposa had his round, what, two rounds we gave him? In the, wow. I gave him four rounds. I think me and you gave him two, Gabe. Uh, I gave him more than two rounds. I right? think it was I, Brian and I gave him four rounds. There we go. I had an eight we, to four. We had a 116 to 112. Yeah, we did. We did. There we go. Which was the same scorecard as uh, one of the judges. Yeah. One I, of the judges had it. But everyone had it. Like, I don't see how yeah. the Dan Raphael, uh, mm-hmm. Compringer, all these guys had it like a wide margin. I don't know what yeah. you guys were watching. That fight was competitive. You know, uh, of course, Haney had the the, the ooze because mm-hmm. of what he was doing because he's a flashy fighter. He's a fast-handed yeah. fighter. And I, I think I, was, I, cause I, saw, I saw it again, so I kind of thought to myself, why was the, the, car, why was the, the judging on the reporter side so wide? I think we were so amazed at what George Camboza was able to accomplish against Teofimo Lopez. We thought he'd be able to replicate that same performance in that ring, mm-hmm. and he was subdued by Devin Haney. And I think that made the reporters like, well, what the fuck? Like, oh, and they filled out the card way before the fight even <laughs> continued right. going. Right. Yeah. So that's my theory. I think that they were going into the impression, this is the George we saw against Teo. This is going to be a fight of the year candidate. And when they saw Haney shut this fucker down, in spots, they were like, "Oh no, no then this is a 
a foregone conclusion here. I don't even have to fill out the cards anymore. Haney wins. I think you just mentioned it right now. You said in spots, right? Whenever Devin Haney kind of, in, in rounds, he was just doing a little bit more than Cambosas uh, for the judges to give him rounds. Yeah. But we thought the rounds were competitive. They weren't, because I, I was also reading that uh, several boxing experts had it a complete shutout. They I did. don't know how. That I don't know said, how, yeah. They said uh, Cambosas didn't even win one round. One second no. of the fight. Who was that? It was it uh, Tim Bradley, or it, it might have been. Um, um, no, no, Andre Ward. Because Andre Ward was not. Andre, Andre, Andre Ward was not a, there, right? They, <laughs> he's not thick. He keeps it too we, real. We listened to it muted, right? So yeah, uh, as as usual, right? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I I when I read when I got home, and I started reading all the comments, I went on boxing scene, and people were talking about this was a shutout that he wiped him out, he dominated him. I didn't really get the sense that, no, that Devin didn't. Haney was so, how do you say, dominant. I mean, did, did he control the fight? Did he control 90% of the fight? Yes, that's yeah. domination. Like, Can we say that? That, that is complete yeah. domination. You controlled 90% of the fight. Mm-hmm. But to say... Out like, of 12 rounds, you only, you, yeah. you only gave him four. That's domination, though. He, he, he controlled the fight, but I, I feel like domination is more like a dude... Imposing himself and really like oh yeah he never imposed himself beating mm-hmm. a guy up not yeah. just you know winning but giving a guy a beatdown yeah and and it didn't seem that way it didn't seem no, that way no. it's I, I I could say he outclassed them because you did yeah. see the difference in the their and boxing skills, skills. Yes. yes yeah that was that was readily apparent but I, I said it I said it on the telecast if this happened at one forty we we would definitely be saying this was a this was a domination because I feel. I feel that Devin Haney depletes his power. He'd rather sacrifice power to make the weight and keep the speed and all that stuff. And I think he worries less about the power at 135. I think at 140, you'll see a more destructive force. And I think, you know, and I that's why he was able to do what he, was, do, uh, what he did two weeks ago, which is just box, 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 yeah. and that's it. He wasn't looking for the knockout. If it came, it came, but it was just straight out. I'm gonna just box you down. No, I think he even mentioned it too, right? Like he doesn't have much power. I don't think he. Do. I think he. Ha- have, yeah. He has enough to a respectable power. Respectful power. He has enough to keep guys off of him, and to keep guys honest mm-hmm. and you know more tentative about coming in reckless. But he's not a he's not a a guy at 135, who's probably even like in the top four or five. Power punchers. Power punchers. Oh, yeah, no. No, I don't know. No. You know, you, you obviously got the number one guy who, you know, he, he's the people's champion, I think. Tank? Tank. Tank. Tank <laughs> fucking <laughs> Davis right there. Tank. Oh, my God. Like, Which he said he would love our fight one day. Tank would fuck him up. I, really? I Tank would saying. because you know what it would it be like? Because you, all you got is speed. What, what defeats speed? Timing. 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 Tank has great timing because he's a counter puncher. And we saw the tank is patient enough to wait for the perfect punch. He's he's okay with losing some of these rounds. Oh yeah, and we, and Haney does have a suspect shit at one thirty five. I think also that's the maturity and the evolution of Tank that we've yeah. seen over the years, which is he's more than just a guy who's gonna who who's gonna brawl, who's gonna just press forward. Now we see a guy who's more meticulous, who's more methodical, who is gonna test the guy for several rounds. And then download them and say, "All right, I know how I'm gonna fucking Go beat this guy. This guy. Yeah. What punches? He's gonna pick his shots and he's gonna get his man out of there." Yeah, and you know who's really giving him a lot of credit right now? Oh no, 
Oh. Our, one of our favorites, Timmy. Tim Bradley is quoted by saying that Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> Devin Haney is the best lightweight. He beats them all, including Lomachenko. And oh, now he's, now he's off the Lomachenko yeah, train. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what they were doing last time? <laughs> what, what they've been doing? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Dude, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Tim. Tim actually said that. Timmy, just shut the fuck up. Of course, everyone's like, hmm. He what, he, he kind of became a top ranked person, right? Let me ask this. <laughs> let me ask. Ask a shit. Are you guys thoroughly impressed with Devin Haney and saying like, wow, this guy's fucking. Like blowing me away. I like the fact that he's stepping up in competition. I like exactly. that. That that's the only thing I'll say about that. Yes. But uh, that but let's let's just be honest. He he didn't dominate Linares. He won the fight though, but he didn't dominate him. Mm-hmm. He he won the fight against Diaz. He didn't dominate him, but he won the fight in a in a pretty ugly fight. In a right? pretty u- ugly fucking an fight. Ugly fucking fight. And then. He didn't dominate the George. He just won the fight. Well, the fight. This kid, all he does is win, which is great. Which is great. But you're in the entertainment business, and you're not entertaining anybody, and you can't expect to get that uh, the tank money. Yeah. The only thing that brings you to the table against tank is you got the belts. Other than that. Here's the thing, true. too, about elite-level fighters is that they always have that inst- like killer instinct. He doesn't have it. It doesn't look like he has it. But yeah. I, I want to say he, I don't think he has it because I think he chooses, him and his father choose to give up power to make the weight. In order to, to win at 135. But, but I see, think you see him at 140. It's a completely different story. Well, I, I think that like the most elite champions, they definitely have like more of a like a, 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 an aura of like, domination this guy doesn't I, I don't see it like i know he has a lot of talent i know he's fast he has you know he, he he's really good but i i right now i'm really not sold as i'm not sold on him like other people are right now you're not sold on him like uh how tio Fimo beat when tio beat loma you knew this guy's next level shit because yeah. it was also a, a, an exciting fight yes. with moments that were memorable there was no this, mem- this fight it mm-hmm. wasn't like oh do you remember that that cambosis really shook up uh, i mean that devin Haney really shook up cambosis and vice versa we don't i mean it, it it was what did i say when we were doing with your fight club i said this doesn't feel like That's like right. the, the the clash of the titans it feels yep. like this guy has a belt, and this other guy, he's kind of he kind of beat the best guy, but you know, he's not he's not the man. It's like it's like it's like getting the the two guys on the bottom of the list <laughs> fighting for the championship fight. <laughs> it's like it's it's like doing the Super Bowl in reverse. Hey, let's get the last place and the second last place guys to fight but, but to play like the Super Bowl. Somehow they're they're there. <laughs> they're they're there. They're there. <laughs> but th- this isn't. You know, Apollo versus fucking uh, Rocky, right? No, no. Or, but even then, Rocky wasn't even like the the best fighter in the movie. It was right? entertaining though. But it, but it was like that fight was so memorable. Like there was yeah. blood, there was guts. You know, the story leading up to it. I didn't feel like there was no story either. Like there was no. They tried. They tried so hard to they, build they, a story. But it, but I mean, there. 
It was like these antics from Camboso were just so fucking fake, and he was trying to sell. <laughs> hey, that but shit. you tell how stupid he sounded. He goes, "I didn't, I, I didn't make weight on purpose. I want to fuck with his <laughs> mind." Like, wait, wait, but wait, what? That's what I mean, bro. That's what I mean, though. I mean, hey, I lost the fight because I wanted to fuck with his mind. It was fake, bro. Like, like there was nothing selling really. No, there's no selling point. Okay, nope. well, here's my follow up question, and then we'll move on to the next one. Rematch or no? No. <laughs> I don't think there's no. a, there should be no rematch. <laughs> there should be no rematch. Why would there be a rematch? Nobody I don't know. gives a shit about that fight. It, I don't. It, I definitely don't. It sure didn't make me want to go, fuck, that was so good. I want to see a rematch. I don't see anything no. different that Cambrosis can do against Haney. Nope. No, Haney, he's got his number. Haney got his number, and he's stuck on a game plan, and he's going to execute it by any means necessary. If he means he'll stink up the joint, he'll fucking do it. He does. As long as you do it. <laughs> no, no, no. He doesn't give a shit if he stinks up the, Yo, the joint. As long as you get the and, W. And besides, he already... On his resume, he's already undisputed, quote unquote, undisputed. <laughs> has all the, but the real, for me, and for hopefully for many others, the real best guy in that division, well, we all know who he is. Tank. Tank. <laughs> he He's the most recognizable champ, non-title champ, a non-title champion there. But he's so good, though. Like, you heard me, what he, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go for a, go for a beer. No, I was about to say, you heard what Haney said when he was asked about what should Tank do with that, re- what, what he has, the super regular belt? Yeah, throw it away. Throw it away, he goes. I was like, shit. Okay, legitly, yes, throw it away. I, I, first of all, fuck the sanctioning bodies. Yeah, throw <laughs> away the belt. Them. Fuck, throw, throw away the belt. He's right, he's right. Yeah. Haney is the man of the division, but let's, he, okay, on paper, Haney's the man Haney's of the division, the but the real man, the guy walking there. The Ric Flair of the, the fucking <laughs> division. The shot caller, the Debo of the division, the is. All roads lead to who? Tank. Tank David. I thought it was Ryan Garcia. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. Crying, 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 bro. Let me correct myself here. Crying talks about facing the best guys. They're using the Pacquiao tactic. And he and he fucking never faces any of them. The Pacquiao Jesus tactic. Christ. At the end of the day, we all know it all leads to Ryan. Yeah, bro. What numbers, though? Whatever. Come on. All right, what's the next topic, wait? <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm sorry, bro. This heat, it's got me fucking fired yeah, up. Yeah, right I know now. it does, man. Oh, you know what? And also, too, um, damn it. I remember it was right after David Haney fought, um, I believe it was uh, Gamboa. And I remember Chris Maddox. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he still feels the same way. What do you think of when he said, I don't know if you agree with it. He said he's just not a marquee guy. Who's not a marquee guy? David Haney. Because at the time, I, again, I, I, there were I agree, talks. I agree. With, yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, yeah. They were talking because I remember because there were obviously there were that talks like, oh, what if he fights Ryan Garcia? And his 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 excuse was like, I don't think Ryan will fight him because let's face it, he goes, he's a good fighter, but he's not a marquee guy. He's not. Yeah, but Ryan Garcia, come on, bro. He who's he <laughs> fighting? He's fighting Emmanuel Togo. 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 Togo sandwich. Togo sandwich. Is it Togo or Togo? I don't fucking know. Uh, ta- I think it's Tago. I believe that's how you pronounce it, but we all call him Togo. Togo okay. sandwiches. So, Just say Togo yeah, sandwiches, yeah. bro. Just be worried about it. Yeah, it's that <laughs> guy. That guy. Who? Just say that guy. Just say that, that guy. guy. That's all who Ryan fights. Like, who is that guy? Who? That guy. <laughs> the guy. The, 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 that, that Uber driver? What's his name? No, the Lyft driver. Oh, he's a Lyft driver. He's okay. a Lyft driver. <laughs> He's still door, a cab no, driver, DoorDash, bro. DoorDash guy. DoorDash guy. Okay. My bad, my well, bad. The DoorDash guy is more respectable. Yeah. But, <sighs> um, but yeah, why? Why? It, it doesn't even make sense, though. Like, Ryan. Ryan's, Ryan's not even a marketable fighter either. He's not. He's, his stock has plummeted. 
And it keeps plummeting. And it keeps going down because he doesn't know how to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, again, well, side conversation here. What did you guys think when Showtime caught it on camera where he goes, yo, I got 20000 on Roly. It's basically like, the fuck, you better, get, you better give me my money if you lose. I got, you, you better give me my money. And then when he fucking gets knocked out and Errol Spence just looked like, bitch. You, <laughs> it was a funny moment we looked at him. Like, you better have my fucking money. And then I'm glad that Danny's like, I'm going to get this on tape because I don't think this fool's going to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, did you see Ryan, uh, Brian's face? And he, he was just like, oh, fuck. You know, like, 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 so demoralized because his boy lost. <laughs> Why the fuck would he bet on Rollie? Twenty thousand, though. Twenty thousand. It, it's like he might as well have just taken out that cash and thrown that shit away in the garbage can. <laughs> Seriously, but I just love it. He, this kid, is literally a walking meme. This, this kid is a walking fucking accident, bro. He's an <laughs> idiot. Like I swear. You know what? <laughs> Sorry about this. I used to no talk way. to those guys, so, so some guys that were very knowledgeable in boxing. Yeah. And they were, when Ryan was an amateur, they were like, hey, have you heard of uh, uh, Ryan Garcia? I was like, no, who is he? They showed me all these videos, all these YouTube videos back then. And I was like, this guy has serious potential to be like a real threat. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Fast forward eight years, seven years later, and I'm just like, where is that? Where is all that potential? On Instagram. On TikTok, TikTok, where, on where, YouTube, where Snapchat. Was, like, where was a fighter that I was fucking sold? I want that fighter. I don't want this fucking guy who all he does is talks and makes a fucking moron out of but himself. But like I said before, this kid, he's one foot in, one foot out. He has something to fall back on after boxing. So he's not hungry for the fight. He's As much as he talks about it, he's not hungry for the fight game. Simple as that. So. He's not. I don't think so. He's one foot in, one foot out. As soon, so. I'm hoping that fucking Fortuna drags this motherfucker in the deep waters. I agree. I hope this fucking fight becomes rough for him, and I want to see where's his breaking point. I, 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 I'll even say today. I think Ryan gets past this fight, but it ain't gonna be fucking pretty. And it he's going to be easy. It ain't gonna be fucking easy. And I think this is the true test, mental test. We know how he physically can act. Mentally, I want to see him tested. And I think that's why they keep ducking that Joseph Dudo Diaz fight. Yeah. Because Diaz is on your motherfucking ass. Yep. And he's, he's a high-risk and low-reward guy. because Same thing with he, Fortuna. Yeah, but Fortuna, I feel like, they're, they're, why are they feeding him JoJo's you know, leftovers? And Haney's. No, Haney didn't fight him. Remember? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're mean? fighting JoJo's. Yeah. JoJo's leftovers. Yep. And, and again... Like I I I, I want to see I, I'm gonna capitalize on on the point that you just said right now. Yeah, go for it. With mm-hmm. uh, Fortuna, I want to see what Ryan looks like after he has elbows in his face, shoulders. <laughs> it's a dirty nose, fight. It's gonna be a dirty uh, fucking fight. Headbutts. And right. Like he, do you know what I think is gonna happen what? in that fight? It's gonna be like just Ryan complaining to the referee. <laughs> The whole time, like, Tell come stop. on, <laughs> come on, look, he hit me with his elbow. Stop. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, you know, like, shit like that. Daddy Oscar. <laughs> I'm Daddy. I'm pretty, okay, I'm pretty sure we're going to go off of this shit because he does piss me off. But I got this question. What do you say for some people that are saying that maybe that's... Don't piss me off, though. <laughs> yes. I'm fired up. I'm go, go, sure. go, 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 go. Don't piss me off. Right now, no, 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 okay. I, I've, I've heard this okay. before, you oh, know. Okay. What if... That's just uh, that's just stick, uh, meaning that's what he's. No, no, he's an asshole. Dude. He's, there's no, no stick to it. You know, you know, no, no, no right. there's no stick. Hear him out. Hear him out. Hear him out. I know. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that's what he's answered. But still, like, hear me out, right? But some people are saying, like, what if that's his thing? Meaning, like, he's just out there to be the villain. That's how he's making his. No, money. he's not being. He's a fucking moron. There's a difference between. That's the what big, I said. The difference between a, a villain. A villain is Floyd Mayweather. 
who, atag- who antagonizes that's, people. That's what I said. This guy literally sh- shit comes out of his mouth, and I don't think he. Do- I don't think it's strategic or purpose. Yeah, it was going to mierda. That's it's not on purpose. No, he's right? that fucking stupid, that's bro. That's how stupid he is. He's delusional. He, he you know what it is? He has him, the Victor Ortiz him, syndrome and Roly <laughs> and Roly Romero. They they have that. Except Roly is kind of funny. Like and and. Uh, <laughs> He's he's kind of funny. So you know what it is? I'm saying Roly's the type of Roly reminds me of the kid that he he made everybody laugh, but then when it came to graduation, they like, hey we're hey with Roly. Hey, if we got held back, he's a super senior. <laughs> Not even fool. That fool never graduated. You know, he's like, hey, what happened? You remember? You ever had a friend like that? They 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 went to uh, continuation school. Yeah. After all the fucking. And then you still fucked up there, and, and they had to go get he had to go get the GED. Like, Damn, do you know how fucked up this guy is? He didn't even like, like, no se graduó de la clase de los pendejos, güey. Seriously, bro. You know what I mean? If you, if you can't graduate, if you can't graduate, continue with school, you need to evaluate your life, bro. <laughs> you, need, you, need to, like, you need to evaluate join your the life. Military, you need to do something, bro. Like, you need to start working and, and get off of something. But, you know, but. Get off of that, man. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so it's not really like you a stick he's doing. If he's gonna be a heel, I, it, it's he's not a heel. It's no. kind of believable, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because he, I think he purposely does it so people talk about him, so so he's relevant. Because you know, right now we're talking about him. Yeah, see, there we go. What the fuck has he done That's in the sport of boxing yep. to really warrant that popularity? Mm-hmm. He hasn't beat any marquee guy. Last time, the only guy he fought was Luke Campbell Soup. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only guy, and and Luke Campbell Soup was, he's not a, an elite level fighter. He fought elite guys, but he wasn't elite. He wasn't elite. He lost to all of them. Exactly. So so that's my thought on it. I think he's he's kind of his shtick, but at the same time, like they know it is, and they mm-hmm. know that he he'll say anything to get fucking attention. So they just kind of like push him. They kind of egg him on. Like Ryan, talk about how you're gonna fuck up this guy. Yep. So so yeah, that, closing this chapter. It's exactly. his fucking shtick. He's an idiot. All right. He's no Jake Paul because I feel like the Paul brothers. Paul knows. Paul does it on purpose. Paul. There we go. Paul's doing strategic. Now that exactly. Now that's uh, whatever you want to call it. Shtick. That's I get it. That's your money maker. You're going out talking shit. That's your gimmick. That's your gimmick. Yeah. So for anyone who's saying that, no, he's not a, a Floyd or a, a Jake Paul. He's or not. A, but it's 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 a different kind of. It is it's right. A different kind that's of what feel. I thought. He ain't, you know what I mean? He ain't no Triple H or you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But but anyway, we go to the next topic. Next topic. I, I felt we lasted a little longer yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next topic, another fight to recap. Jaime Munguia, fifth round TKO win against what's his name again? Jimmy Kelly. I kept calling him Jimmy Kimmel. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Ooh. Kelly. <laughs> Can you repeat that name? Jim. I believe his what? name. What? Jesus Christ, dude. Hey, believe, Jimmy hey, Kelly. I was I was drunk when I made my prediction that Saturday. <laughs> I was fucking fu- I was fucked up. Yo, I, I got three rounds on Munguia because you know I don't give a fuck who this guy's fighting. I was drunk. I saw and that. I, and, 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 I, and I thought it was close. I thought it was close. He it's started off terrible. Poor. Te- every, every time I yeah. see Munguia fight, uh-huh. well, let's, well, we're going to get into it, right? Every time Munguia is fighting now, it just seems like he he's uh he's getting slower, and more and like easier to figure out. Like I I see like Charlo, and some of the other top middleweights licking their chops. Like I honestly see a, a fucking 38, 39 year old fucking Elizondo uh, uh, Lara tapping that ass. ass. Ooh, tapping that ass. This guy's Damn, ass. Damn, it's really. 
I see him tapping him. Shit. I see him. I, did, you didn't see the last fight when, uh, did you see Lars last Lars, fight? No, I did not see he it. Bought, he, uh, because the Pringles guy, right? The Pringles man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> oh, he, he tapped that ass. <laughs> he tapped, hey, he did better work than Munguia did against the Pringle man. Pringle, he, they fought each other, dude. David Lemieux? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, meaning he did a better work than David Lemieux? No, oh. David Lemieux fucked up in one round. Yeah, Munguia, right, well, babe, <laughs> Munguia fucked up. Yeah, okay, oh, you're right. You, Munguia did fight. And he went eight, I get you. He went eight he nine went rounds. Hard fought rounds with uh, Pringle. The Pringle. What round did he win? Lara. I think it was around the same, but it was so easy. Because wow. Lara's not known for knockout, but no. he was tapping that ass for nine <laughs> rounds, dude. He yeah, was he, tapping he that beat, ass. He beat him up. He, he, gave beat, him a, he gave him a beatdown, right? Yeah, it was, an, it was like almost a seventh round, eight round beatdown. Wow. Well, with Mungia, it was competitive. Yeah, so they, if, if you were to put uh, Lara against Mungia, and you tell me, and you were to say, Jay, how much money to put? Bet the house on Lara. Tapping that ass. Wow. I agree. I and, agree because I feel like Lara is still ha, still has more to offer. Fuck yeah, he does. And and he's a, a hard guy to beat. No, nobody has ever looked good against Lara. No, Not even really. Hurt. Hurt barely got him because of just exhaustion. But because Hurt won that fight because of the knockdown. No, but he he, 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 he did. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, for me, if that knockdown wouldn't happen, I would have had um, Edeslandi Lara winning that fight. I had wow. to slightly win in that fire thing, remember? And, and but but look at the level of opposition that Lara has fought is like way better than anybody that Mungia has 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 defeated. But you know what the thing is here though? That fight's never gonna happen because Lara's hiring behind uh, Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? That was one of the things I was going to mention too, the post fight interview. Wait, you know what the funny thing is? Yeah. We, we didn't even talk about the fight because that's, that's how bad that fight yeah. was. I don't give a fuck about it. Exactly. I'd rather move on to what his future is now. I'm, that's just me. I don't guys, know if you guys want to sit here and go ranting no, I, about this fucking I, fight. I, I, Mungia won the fight in the fifth round. <laughs> exactly. And, I, and I forgot about that fucking fight and I tuned in. I had company that day. <laughs> and I tuned, in, I tuned in and it was like, what the fuck is happening? The referee's warning these guys or something. And then Mungia, you know, stopped them. That was it. Yeah. That, that was a fucking fight. I, I thought we were going to watch another Dennis Hogan fight. Because the guy was doing pretty good. I'll say this right now. That guy got a little cocky. I think he yes. saw, he saw like, oh, my God. I got this in the bag. <laughs> and then and then decided to say, uh, sit there a little too long in the kitchen. And, yes. they, and he got caught. Yep. And he got burned. He got yes. burned. He got burned. There. That's what happened. That's what happened. Because I felt he was winning easily, pop shotting him, he boxing was. him. Mugia didn't know what to do. And I think you could even tell... Brown, after every round, he's walking to his corner, cocky as fuck. His trainer going, telling him what to do. And he's like, he's smiling. He's living the moment. And he stayed too long in the kitchen. He got burnt. Bemungia's corner is fucking, hey, hey, dale más. They're just yelling so many things to him. This kid's like, like an idiot. just like nodding. This was a catch weight, right? If I remember. 164, 165? 164, 165. Why? And I was going to ask that, like, when you said that he's been getting slower, he's like meaning he got you felt like he got slower in that last fight or lately in the last couple I think fights. Lately, progressively, he's just looked less okay. and less and less. I think impressive. Just, I think they're building him. I to be honest, it's very pathetic if he can't make one sixty. You mean is that what it is? Do you think he need to go think, to one sixty? I don't know why. Like, was he just not prepared for this fight? Was Maybe? it just like a? At the eleventh hour, they 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 switched it to one sixty four. Like, what's the You're reason right. behind that? Why isn't anybody talking about why the fuck is this a, a one sixty four mm-hmm. fight? It threw me off. Why? I, I don't even think he's a natural one sixty. I don't even think he's a natural one sixty eight. 
And I thought it was a natural 160 when he was I mean, making hard just, time at 154. So he, I thought, the, thing, the, the, the thing about him, he was a weight bully at 154. Yeah. yeah but he couldn't make... He, he couldn't... Ali. And, he, and, and also Liam Smith or... Liam, was it no, yeah, Smith. Liam Smith. Liam Smith. He yeah. beat him too. Yeah. He weight bullied him. At middleweight, it's kind of hard for him to weight bully these guys because they're around the same time. They're a lot stronger too. And then it's it's So that's why you're seeing him slower because... At 154, he was just a bigger guy, and he looked more more intimidating at 154. Yeah. At 160, he's looked he's looked less intimidating and more vulnerable to these guys. To me, like his punches, I don't know if you guys ever played that game, Fight Night <coughs> Round Three, where you create a boxer <laughs> yeah. and he looks kind of like retarded, <laughs> like he has like this big head, like you know what I mean? And you Mo- up, Mo- Mongol looking, yeah, mongoloid looking asshole, <laughs> yeah. and then. You up all of his power stats, yeah. and he throws punches like a fucking windmill, like like bolo punches, yeah. like like you can see him from a mile away, like this, like <laughs> yeah, just throwing it up in the air. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I swear, I, he you're laughing, but I I think that's true. Like I've seen this guy looks like he punches underwater to me. <laughs> He's undefeated though. He's undefeated. What's Against next? Who? Uh, Gabe Rosado is the only Gabe, one good Gabe in the Liam Smith. Liam Smith. That's the only two guys that are actually in Michael his. Michael Sullivan? You can't give Spike Sullivan. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out, get out of here. You remember uh, Jerry Olaya, the, the guy, the translator? Come from... on. Come on. <laughs> Put some mud on his balls. Come on. <laughs> they should hire that guy. Not Sergio Mora to do I this. Hate I hate that guy. <laughs> All right, what's next for Mungia, though? What do you guys think? Well, he, I don't he, think he's he, fighting anybody at the PBC. I'll get that right now. No, he's not. He's not. But he did mention that. Yeah, he, he needs to grow some balls and stop hiding behind from uh, Al Heyman, he said. Can we? Can I say something here? Yeah, go ahead. I want to remind the folks that there was a fight that was supposed to happen on June 18th. Yes. Between the WBC middleweight champion, Jamal Charlo, and the WB, uh, WBO number one contender, Jaime Munguia. Yep. The fight was agreed upon. The weight was agreed upon. The money was agreed upon. You know what was the fucking ob- We know what was the obstacle? The networks. De La Hoya threw in there that Munguia is the mm-hmm. zone, and the zone needs to be involved. Showtime said, go piss, fuck yourself. It's on Showtime. Bet Showtime wanted this fight. Steven Espinosa said it, and I like I like to choose to believe Espinosa over De La Hoya in the zone. Me too. So the, the Espinosa said, let's do the ESPN deal. What's the ESPN deal? We'll fight the first fight on Showtime because Charlo's a champion. If your boy wins, we'll take this fight straight to the zone. We'll do the the zone fight. The winner of that fight, we can decide where. If Mugia wins, the third fight's on the zone. Yeah. If Charlo wins, we can take this back to Showtime. De La Hoya's team backed out and said no. The zone's involved or nothing. And they said, no, go fuck yourself. That's why he fought Kevin Kelly or Jim Kelly, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, who gives a shit. And this fight never happened. I don't think that the zone or Golden Boy mm-hmm. right now is going to do any business with the PBC. Because no. all the money that's spent. And, and I, th- I feel like the, the biggest... It's the biggest detriment to Mungia's career right now. Yeah. Because he needs to start fighting. This guy's how many fights in? 40 fights, 32 knockouts? Yeah. Against who, though? Against, like, like seriously, who is this guy beat? What's the what's his marquee win? The Saddam Ali fight? The, the, that, you mean he, the... He fought that welterweight? Yeah. He came in, like, what, 168 pounds? Saddam Ali, 147 pounds? That's, that's his biggest win? He had, a, he had a belt? Dude had a fucking Burger King belt? Like, come on, man. <laughs> 
You know, like, like we, we, we got to stop this, bro. Like, you need you to need... fight somebody or you need to fucking just, just shut the fuck up. But okay, who would you think? Okay. Realistically? No, well, realistically, we got to set that aside because that's not going to happen. No. Within the Golden Boy stable and the Zone stable, who does he fight? I mean, there, there's one guy who's on the zone who also has not had a big fight. He's not going to get it. Yeah, who's that? I still want to know. You want to know who it is? <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Boo-boo. He's not going to get it. There He's not going to get it. Him. Boo-boo's well, out. Saying, like, yeah, I know. It's I'm a realistic thing. It's going to happen. They've been fighting on the same fucking network. And the funny thing is, he's the number one contender for Boo Boo's belt. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> it's the obvious choice. It's the obvious choice. Fight that guy. Why not? Why not take a chance and fight that take guy? Because doesn't get doesn't get along with Eddie because Eddie has his boy now. That, that, come on. Bro. How exactly. pathetic is it? That, <laughs> how fuck? pathetic is it that internally, two promoters don't want to fuck with each other? Because one is salty that the that his main star left to go work with the other guy. His, his, his ex-boyfriend. <laughs> his <right>? ex-boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's like that fight would make sense. No, it would. Hell yeah, it would. But, but now Boo Boo's talking about going up to 168. So like where he's not Boo Boo's not gonna get a big fight at 168. Sadly, Let's face not, it. No. He's not gonna get the Canelo fight. He will not get the Canelo fight. He he needs to finish that contract with the zone and match room, go over. To Al Heyman, go, Daddy Heyman. Can I get the Can I get the big fights? Daddy Heyman will be like, "That's fine. I can get you the big." The, I bet you the day the day he decides to sign with Al Heyman, unification, Charlo Andre for the WBC WBO belt. Fuck yeah! I think that's the fight to make because yes. everybody, all these fighters, they need to fucking forget about Canelo Canelo right now. Canelo's not fighting nobody. Canelo's not fighting nobody around. On, he's <laughs> fighting Triple G. He's fighting Bibble. That's it. Yeah, th- yeah. You know what I mean? He's booked for this and, year. And, the uh, Canelo will fight Triple G ten times before he fucking fights Demetrius Andrade. I don't know, man. I think Demetrius Andrade is wasted away, and I think yeah. it's gonna be like when Shane Mosley won so badly the, the 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 Mayweather and Pacquiao fight, and he came up short. That wanting the wanting it was more than actually getting it. Yeah. And when he finally got it, he shredded. I think for Demetrius Andrade, the goal to get Canelo is that high that he I think he falls under there. But but and you wasted away. You're Amir Khan. J- Oh, 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 what the 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 Mayweather fight? Oh, what the, oh, <laughs> the, Manny Pacquiao. He's he's the, he's conning himself here. No he's pun intended. He's conning himself. Amir a mir con. But that's his fucking decision. You know, like he can't. We can't keep giving this guy a pass because I'm not. I stopped doing that. A lot of people are like, oh, he's the most feared guy. Like, yeah, but <laughs> Brian. No, I'm, I'm like really. <laughs> that, that's my like that. Fear man. But this is what easy. Yeah, it's not. Mungia, realistically, okay, back on track. Realistically, Mungia fights another, um, another Lyft driver, another <laughs> Uber driver, another European Uber Eats driver, <laughs> Uber Eats driver. Uh, who, what's his name? I don't know. We didn't know who that Jimmy, guy, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Kim Jimmy, Jimmy Kelly was. I don't know who that is. He's gonna fight another guy, another generic Jimmy. Kelly and the zone is in a pain in it as that he's the most feared Mexican at one sixty. Yeah, nobody wants to fight him. Hey, this is... Charlo signed the fucking fight. He did. It was the network. It was the it was the De La Hoya's thing about dragging the zone into this. Yeah, let's just be honest. The zone is losing money. They're bleeding money. They spend so much money. They don't yeah. know what to do with it. They're trying to attract the big stars. You know what? If I'm the uh, zone, if you're listening to this, here's what you do. You dump Golden Boy, you dump fucking Maddie Hearn, and you offer that war chest of money to Al Heyman 
and believe me, you'll probably get a fucking a better fight. Ooh, fuck I, yeah. I, I think what fuck Al yeah. Heyman is doing is just trying to get these guys out. Like, fucking shoo them away. Like, they're just a pest to me. You know what I mean? Because the zone, it, it, they don't have any big fighters. No, they don't. No, they don't. Or, or, or Golden Boy doesn't have any big fighters. No, they don't. They have Mungia. He's not a big fighter. They have Ryan. He's not a good. He's not a big fighter. No. no. Who else do they have? Shit. Nobody. Do they, they have. Uh, oh, that's Eddie Hearn. He has uh, Katie. Katie Taylor. That's about it. Yeah. Right. And Joshua, but Joshua's. Starting. I think Joshua's going to leave soon. But but Joshua, he he's more of a of a you know a UK fighter. Out here, like internationally, mm-hmm. he doesn't have any. Doesn't really have. Well, he, that, that's what I was talking to Biri on Tuesday about. Uh-huh. Don King even shitting on oh, him. Oh, that's right. Don King said he's a fucking dirtbag. For you to be called by a dirtbag <laughs> by a guy like Don King says you're <laughs> really Don a dirtbag. Don King, the man who hustled fighters for almost seventy years. <laughs> How many? It's called seventy years. You heard it right. Literally <laughs> called you a fucking dirtbag, <laughs> dude. Dude, like that. That. You being called a fucking dirtbag with Don King, it's true then. Yeah. Because he goes, he literally is the worst promoter ever. How the fuck do you, how the fuck have you been on that network and you've not built one fucking star? He goes, you just been fucking abused. You've been hustling poor DAZN. This is coming from This is coming from Don fucking King, bro. But this, but I mean, if you think about it, imagine how many investors invested money. Into the zone and poured in an ass load of money and have got nothing back and haven't and and I feel like they haven't even got they're never gonna get that money back. No. Let's face no, it, never. it's like fucking Triller. Triller who? Exactly, <laughs> dude. They still haven't paid. They still haven't paid the guys. <laughs> Vargas got the Vargas kids got paid. Kovalev got paid, but uh, the Kovalev's opponent still hasn't been paid. Like all the other guys in the undercard have not been paid. These guys, these guys are, you know, these guys are trying to make a living. The Vada suspended their fucking license, dude. They can't, Thriller, they, bro. They, they can't fucking, they can't do it. Thriller suspended what, what the was license. That, that they got like Snoop Dogg. They got fucking Trump. <laughs> Snoop wasn't there. even there. No, he was not there. No, right? <laughs> Snoop even Jim left. Jim Lampley. Why is Jim Lampley? <laughs> Jim wasn't the, even there. One of the best voices in boxing of the last. Jim wasn't years. even there, dude. Yeah, but they remember they yeah. got him for. But <laughs> why are you there? Like, who gives a fuck? What money? They're not paying them <laughs> shit. They're, 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 fuck these guys, man. Fuck Triller and the zone. It's like it's gonna suffer the same fate. They I need to like. dump this fool. They mm-hmm. need to dump Eddie. They need to work with Bob Barham. They need to work with uh, um, uh, guys like yeah. Al Heyman. They need to work. Luda Bella. A lot of people forget Luda Bella ran HBO's fucking boxing department for ten fucking years. You know, you know, you know the stars he came up with. Let me throw names at you, boys. Barrera, Morales, Gotti, Ward. Those are the guys he brought in. Vargas, Winky Wright. All, you know who's, whose concept idea was Boxing After Dark? Oh, Lou no fucking DeBella. Lou DeBella is the guy that brought the... You know who, you know who, brought, Bernard, who brought Bernard Hopkins into the mainstream? Lou, Lou DeBella. fucking DeBella. Lou DeBella. <laughs> if I'm you, you hire a guy like Lou to do this. Dude. Who knows... He, who knows matchmaking inside, network matchmaking. matchmaking matchmaking inside and out i mean oscar's he's hired his uh he's hired his coke dealers let's be honest he's hired his fucking coke dealers bro he's hired the the fucking mob you know what i mean, I mean but 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 this is something that we're talking about at Weeder fight club shout out to Weeder fight club with 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 b-ray i was saying these fights don't seem as big as they used to be when they were on hbo because hbo that. had 
Number one, they had the pay-per-view. Number two, they had world championship boxing. Number three, they had boxing after dark, where you saw the talent of tomorrow today on boxing after Showtime dark. Showtime was starting to do that, and then oh yeah, they it, did. it's kind of faded away a little bit uh, yeah. with uh, Showbox and um, Showbox doesn't do it anymore. Showbox should do it every Friday. Yeah, every Friday, and now but, it's not there. COVID the killed it. To me, COVID that's killed. what's missing from the sport today is a developmental. Right program yep. where because something now nowadays all you see is like oh this kid looks good on Instagram oh this guy looks good or on ESPN fucking ESPN Wednesday night fights Friday night fights mm-hmm. and Wednesday night fights remember you guys remember Solo Excel oh, oh yes and, you know I can name a lot of guys that came out of there no, yeah. that went on to make uh if, but no 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 go I'm gonna I'm piggyback off what you just said right now finish what you said that that made viable careers mm-hmm. successful careers that went on to mm-hmm. to fight pay-per-view fights yep and what and it started on a weekly basis with guys like us who are passionate fans yep. yeah who would follow them and you know what i remember that guy victor ortiz who was on the i remember bam bam reels who who, who yeah, ultimately bam. ended up Fuck. getting a manny pacquiao fight i remember marquez i he was on solo boxer i remember rafael marquez i remember I could go on. Here's another one that people don't forget. If you had cable illegally and you watched <laughs> East Coast, it's called USA Boxing. You saw guys like Chris Algieri. You guys saw uh, all the New York-based fighters. Paulie Malignaggi was on that shit. Uh, fucking Irish Mickey Ward before he came out here mainstream. You saw all these guys on USA Boxing. Wow. You know what the zone should do? All this fucking war chest money you got? The De La Hoya needs stars. You can't, put, you can't keep putting them on, on the showcase of Ryan. Why don't you do a Wednesday or Friday night fight? Bring back those fights. Bring back, build these fighters up. Why don't you have a Canelo pay-per-view and have a bunch of good fights under there? Because you get, you get paid them shitty, too. And, and they're <laughs> not going to make, you know, they're going to be making, you know, under 100 grand. But it's an investment for the sport, but you for know, the future. But you know yeah. they were doing a good job by putting Ryan on those undercards, and then they stopped. Yeah, because because they think that Ryan's a fucking big star, and he's yeah. not. <laughs> And he's fucking not. How he's many just, how many papers was Canelo on Mayweather's pay per view before he oh branched man. out? He was on every single fucking Mayweather pay per view. Yeah, he was on the he was on the Marcus pay, from yeah. from Marcus all the yeah. way to uh, yeah. I think Mayweather Cotto, no, and from Cotto. That was the last what? one, no. I think the last one, yeah. And guess what? Because Mayweather fucking understood. Hey, there's this young up and comer guy who's gonna sell fights to the Mexican people. Who they're gonna want to fucking watch them? And guess who's buying the Mayweather pay per views? Mexicans. 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 <laughs> yeah, he had him as the Marquez fight because right? because they were smart about it. And this is the thing that no, you're saying. Not Lou DeBella. Lou DeBella. <laughs> Oscar, are you listening to his fucking show? <laughs> because if you're not, you should be fucking listening because we're giving you. I'm giving you the blueprint. <laughs> to, to, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I got you. So so that's what that is. I did like the quote Stephen Stephen Espinosa did say: "The zone does not bring not much to the table. They don't even show their numbers. They they don't bring. It's like to this day I don't even know what. I like when he said that. And 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 here's another thing: I don't even know Canelo's numbers. How much promotion is on the zone fighting uh, on the the zone fighters? How much? (laughs) Zero. Not much. Zero fucking promotion. Who was Mungia fighting? Who the fuck knows? Who was crying fighting? Who the fuck knows? When are they fighting? You can't even fucking find the 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 the, the start times. No, you can't. To be honest, you can't. No, you cannot. I think they're under the impression that the zone is for the younger generation of people, and they keep forgetting that you still have the older generation, like us, like us. Yep. They still they still enjoy these promotions. Who remember? 
who remember the 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 days the the what was it the legendary nights? Oh, like we'll still us, I mean millennials, right? Yeah, we'll still go back and we'll still watch the Ali fights. Oh, we'll hell still yeah. go out, we'll watch the Tommy Hearns, of course, hell yeah. uh, Durant fights. We'll still always want to watch those fights. The thing is that that the zone, th- like they they just, they don't have anything. They just have money, and they're being used and abused. They, they I have to be afforded. I was like, totally, I was watching the fight. Like they, they have money, but I, I feel like that that ship is sinking, and it's sinking fast. It, and they wanna, and they wanna like go and shove Ryan down our throats. You know yep. the mistake they made? They should have hired the HBO boxing department right away. Said that they would have been, it would have been like this was the resurrection of HBO on the zone. Instead, they squandered the money offering Canelo a, a great contract. And Joshua. And Joshua. Great contracts. Triple G, great contracts. They're now they're regretting going, fuck. And who's paying for it now? The fans. Because you, the fans, but, and all these fighters like Canelo, he already done fights with PBC. We already know that if he wants to do a fight on ESPN, on PBC, if the money's right, he's going to go. Funny thing is he makes them more money than he makes his own. Yeah. But, but because ESPN shows him how to promote him. But I don't know how much he's getting money, how much money he's getting from like Eddie Hearn. Because why the fuck would you stick by Eddie Hearn? Because he's giving you stupid amounts of money. Yeah, that's why. For that's easy fights. For for fight, yeah, for for fights that oh, that pivot wasn't easy, but yeah, wasn't yeah. easy. And you know the the comment that Oscar said, I would have never let Canelo fight Bivol. He said that. I would have. Ne- you openly say he's taking your cherry picking from that, that, you would, that you would pick somebody else from. You would pick a Jimmy Kelly for him. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the next one, bro? Crazy topic, man. Oh, uh, and I think our last um, last fight to recap. This was a quick one, quickie, two rounds. What's his name? Anyway, is that how you pronounce it? Oh, Inoue for Anyway, defeats oh Nonito Donaire, man. I saw that fight with uh, Jay over here. Did I, did I not tell you guys that Inoue <laughs> was gonna destroy Donaire? Fuck. <sighs> he is. How old is Donaire? I think he's like 38, 39. I could oh, be okay. wrong. Let me 39. check. Oh, okay, cool. You right, beat, 39, up, beat, beat, up, beat up a 38-year-old. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, you know, people were talking about there was a good fight. The first fight was a really good fight. Yeah, competitive. yeah he beat up a 38-year-old. Yeah. You went you went the full 12 rounds with a 38-year-old. Yeah. He, at 39. Yeah. You're a monster, bro. He yeah, you're a fucking fucked monster. Him up. Yeah, he, he fucked up a 38-year-old. He fucked him up. A fucking 38-year-old. <laughs> the guy that they said... My grandma could have fucked up a 38-year-old. Oh, yeah. oh, see. Oh, see. <laughs> um, look, good fight. Well-picked punches. Uh, I like Listening to the telecast, knowing the facts, I actually thought it was going to go a little... I thought it was going to be a little bit of a a good, you know, six-round fight. It ended early. Anyway, it gets popped. Uh, anyway, he's the man of that division at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I don't think be, we should spend too much time on this one. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he's mon- to me, point of the recap, yeah, he, he, mon- he monstered him up. So. Yes, he did. He's just a man of the lower weight divisions, yeah. right? Yeah. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. All right. Well, we just mentioned it just a, f- a few minutes ago, a couple minutes ago. Oscar DeLoya. Apparently, he said he just received a 10-figure offer. No, he didn't. To sell <laughs> Golden Boy promotion. No, From, and no, of course, didn't. he asked, what should I do? No, <laughs> no he didn't. The, that... That is again trying to start. The, no, no, no one, no one offer you. <laughs> no one's gonna offer You're you. You're not the money. UFC. You're not the UFC, bro. Apparently, it's worth billions of dollars. No, it's not. Who? Who's <laughs> worth? His his company. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, who man. on that roster is worth? Who there is a million dollar fighter? None. Nobody. 
Nobody. Not one guy. As much as as much as crying wants to talk about he's you know he's this or he's that, he's not worth fucking a million. He's not. No one offered he's him. Not. He's not. You know when he says that, uh-huh. he he. I think he likes to believe he's the UFC. UFC got sold for what I think what half a billion. I think so. Yeah. No, they they got sold for for more than a billion. Hey, there oh, you go. Shit. More than okay. A billion. They that made sense. The De La Hoya's company is not worth that. Maybe if he, if they had Mayweather and Canelo and let's say I could say that because that was their two biggest money makers. But they don't even got that no more. They're not worth a billion dollars. They're not. At best, they'll, they'll file for bankruptcy in the next couple of years if they keep going down this fucking road. I think so. I think that eventually he's going to sell the company for way less than he's actually saying. Because for, for him to be talking about a billion dollars for that company, no. I mean, he, he I don't know who he's trying to fool. It ain't us. So... Uh, I he, think he's on another fucking. Someone spiking that coke. He needs someone. <laughs> For sure. What's the next one, bro? Oh, you know it's funny. Speaking of coke, uh, someone who did coke, Tyson Fury. Oh goddamn! <laughs> the the new heavyweight champion <laughs> of the world. Fight so, him! Fight him twice on a Sunday. <laughs> You're a bum. <laughs> you big dosa. <laughs> you dosa. Alright, go go go, he, bro. He he has claimed that he wants five hundred million euros. To come out of retirement and fight Alexander Usyk, all right? What if retirement? He, if he beats, I know, right? He's not retired. <laughs> if he beats Anthony Joshua, okay? He says, what you got to do is go and get a half a bill, and then the Gypsy King will come out and solve all his problems for him. Let's be honest, man. He's not even worth that bunch of money. He doesn't, like he, he, doesn't he, sell. he doesn't sell. I just want to go on record and say I'm a Tyson Fury dick writer. But he's not a seller. But he's not a guy who sells that much. Nobody's gonna pay that much for him. No, no. He he claims that. Hey, remember he's a price fighter. Yeah, so he yeah. Gotta bring out the big check. He goes to bring him out. You're not retired, bro. You're waiting for this fight to end. You're waiting. You're waiting for August to see the winner, and you're gonna fight him next year. You're not worth half a billion, bro. You're not gonna get that bill. Yeah, he says, "Uh, I'm a price fighter, but it's gonna cost if you want me to do a mission on this middleweight. I'll show you what a real heavyweight does." <laughs> Okay, great, but you're not worth half a billion, though. Great. You're supposed to go fight this guy for the Olympia, because guess what? Your legacy depends on yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has to. He's pretty much right now, It's it's it's. he's going to fight him. Yeah, he's going to fight him. He's going to fight him. He's going to fight the winner of the, the Joshua and Usyk. This fight. is him trying to keep himself relevant because he doesn't want to fight anybody else. There's nobody else, really, nobody that... Else. that yeah, there's no, there's nobody that interesting we care, that yeah. we care to watch. So he, don't see so he rather keep himself relevant. Yeah, I know. Did you do you have the Wilder comment? Because I felt that was hilarious and contradicting. Because on one interview you're praising him, saying that he's the guy that could be the next heavyweight champ because he's better than everyone. But then you said that I, he made a comment saying, "Well, if he comes back, you know, I don't know why he sucks." And you know, but if he wants to go back in hiding, give me a call. I'll give you. I'll tap that oh, ass. I think, yes, you're right. See, Fury and Justin Wilder planning to make a comeback. I mean, let's see. He says he's been absolutely destroyed mentally, physically, and emotionally. He's a wreck at the moment. I like to see him retire. However, if he does want another good hiding, give me a call. Contradictive what you said three months ago, man. Yep. It's just it's Tyson Fury trying to be a fucking heel. <laughs> Typical. I mean, I like Tyson Fury. I like what he done in the sport. I like all his uh, his lingo, all his his banter. I like I I buy into it all, but I mean, yeah. Back to the point, he's not a you know half a billion dollar fighter. Come on, bro. 
Nobody yeah, no. is. Not, yeah. not even the biggest star on the show in the in, in boxing is no, exactly is, is worth that. Much. All right, man. Next one. All right, for these next topics right here, these are announcements, somewhat announcements, postponed fights, man. Okay. So this one apparently they're saying it's close to an announcement. I believe so. So it's gonna be yeah the rematch Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. Apparently the fight's gonna take place on August twentieth, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. What's with him and rematches happening in Saudi Arabia? I have no fucking clue. Money, here we go. Money. Who's fucking money? money? You got the money. <laughs> well, yeah. Remember, I mean, Vince they, McMahon has been doing these shows over there, and I think he has another five they, more they're, shows. They're getting so much money from all like the oil tycoons. So <laughs> a Saudi fight. So like, look, what are they fighting? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. And then you see like the like all the banners fly Emirates, you know all this like crazy thing is though, I I don't know if I think it's a mental thing like yeah money mm-hmm. money has to do about the fight taking place the fight taking place in Dubai yeah but I think it's a mental thing for Joshua to go back to the same place where you reclaim that belt thinking True. oh it, I have luck let me go back there but the difference is. This guy you're fighting isn't in the strip clubs eating tacos and shit. <laughs> like, man, this motherfucker, this motherfucker just came back from war. This motherfucker is this motherfucker, focused. This motherfucker's killed people already, dude. <laughs> and, and, a guy, and a guy who on several pound-for-pound pound lists, take it for what it is, is number one. Yeah. He's yeah. enough, yeah. So he he has a lot. I'm glad it's going to take place in August because you give Usyk time to acclimate back into society, back into training because he was in war. And you give uh, Joshua enough time to train with and uh, Andy Garcia with uh, Robert. Robert Garcia. That's what they're saying too. That so gives him time. It's a good time. I honestly would have taken a tune-up fight to work out the kinks, but hey, this shows the the heart of a champion. He'd rather go straight back into the lions than knowing that he may lose again. But he, he's switching it up. Good for him. I think. What do you guys make when a fighter does a transition from trainer like that? Where it's like kind of unexpected, and it's it's a high profile trainer, right? Like, how is that gonna really help him? Sometimes it helps out. I think so. I think something that does. Sometimes you need. Sometimes with the, if you're with the the same trainer you were with the amateurs, which he was, mm-hmm. and you're you're at this high level, I think everything becomes repetitive and becomes kind of mundane. Yeah. So I think that's what happened with this trainer Bob McCracken. That it just became routine now, and you weren't learning anything. Both of you guys were not learning anything anymore. So there, you came to a plateau where I'm not learning anything from you. And I think going with Robert Garcia, Robert's not going to teach him anything different. I think Robert's just going to give him more, give him a, a another look of how he can work around right, certain right. things. You can't teach Joshua's a gold medalist. You can't teach him. To, he knows how to box, but I think that he's going to show him something that maybe his trainer didn't show him a different look. I'll give a perfect example. Cotto had how many fucking trainers? And he went, he, he went with Freddie Roach. All Roach did was show him how, how to uh, throw a variety of the punches of the left hook. And he became that famous left hooker for a while. So I think here Robert's just going to strategize with him. You know, tell him, hey, you know, you, sh- you need to do this, this, and that. Let's train like this. And I think for Joshua, it'll be an excitement because you're learning something new. But you're also training in a new environment. With a new trainer that probably won't fuck around. But Robert, Robert's more of a trainer like, I will give you. Everything I got, but if you give it back to me. Right. But if you want to come here fucking around, I'll just fuck around with you. I don't care. You're going to pay me anyways. No. Yeah. And I yep. think that, that <laughs> you, you pretty much said it was he's not going to reinvent the guy. Yeah. He's going to teach. He's going to add one or on two. all of his strengths. Yeah. He's going to learn. He's going to make Joshua use his strength properly. 
But here's the thing. I think Usyk was already preparing for the strength, and he still picked him apart. And I think he it'll did. still be the same thing. I, yeah. I think no matter what, Usyk will pick him apart, and it's going to be, well. We'll, we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we All right, get there. the next one. Yeah, yeah. The next, the, also, the next fight was announced. Virgil T's coming back. So Virgil T's is going to be fighting a guy named McKinson. Please, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. August 6th. Both on the field, I think. Yeah, in Fort, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Texas. Um, Virgil Ortiz is a guy who also should leave Golden Boy. But I, but I, I think, but you know what? I think this is a good fight for him because, let's be honest, the welterweight division right now is on hold. Yep. Oh, yes, it is. I think it is. this is the stay-busy fight for him. Good for him. Um, good for, uh, I think it'll be a good fight. I like Virgil Ortiz. I yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. I, 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 I like watching back. him. I, right now, I currently like, he can fight anybody right now, and I'll still watch it. I yeah. think when it comes to a point where we know that it's becoming a disparage like levels, then I'm gonna be like I'm done. But right now he's mm-hmm. at that point where you watch him because you want to see the progression of this kid. Yeah. yeah. Because you know that he's maybe a couple fights away from actually challenging the Crawfords and the Spencers right. in the fucking world. Or the yeah. Bootenis. Boots and him are like right here, right here. Boots and him and are like they're both coming up at the same time, and I think it's so fucking great because I think you're gonna see another classic with these guys. Let's just hope promotions doesn't get there. Because yeah. I feel like I feel like they're kind of just they're, they're here, right? And they're just gonna start deviating. That's what I think. Because if he doesn't leave Golden Boy, oh yeah, no, yeah, they're just gonna deviate, and we're always gonna talk about what would happen if Ortiz and but this is where the t- fight. but this is where the talent goes down. Because if that happens, you're gonna see Ennis climb up in levels, and then he'll just stagger here fighting like Mungia, Mungia, yeah, yeah. fighting but, Mungia type fighters. But, but the rumor was actually that. Uh, that they were trying to get the fight done with David Avanesian. He's, a, he's another guy uh, in the welter. I think he's like a secondary belt holder. Yeah. That he just, he stopped um, one of the British guys. I think it was Josh Kelly, like who, who was a highly touted yeah. uh, prospect. Mm-hmm. And it was a good fight. I actually saw that fight live. But I think David Avanesian pulled out. So that's why he's fighting uh, McKinsey. Well, wasn't it Virgil Ortiz sick or something? That that, that fight was yeah, happening. That's why. Yep. He so was he was sick. sick. And then this fight was going to get made. The, the Avenesian fight. And then Avenesian yeah, pulled weeks out. Ago. And Avenesian, for whatever reason, pulled out of uh, the negotiations. So they were forced to look for some other guy. And um, they got this guy. They got McKinson. They got this guy. Yep, they oh, got fuck this guy. It. I mean, at this, at this moment, I'll watch it. Yeah, me too. I'll watch the guy. What's the next one, Doug? Uh, Danny Garcia's making his uh, debut at 154. So July 30th, he's facing Jose Benavides. Jose Benavides, wasn't he a 140-pounder? This last uh, fight? 147, right? He was, was Crawford. Crawford, right? 147. There we I go. I think he's had a couple low-profile fights. Oh, because he has fought. It's not like he's coming off the loss. Yeah, or... I know. But I was right. like, that was the last time I saw him. I go. That's the last time you remember him. Yes. <laughs> exactly. When he got when he got knocked out by Crawford. One-legged. One-legged. <laughs> you know, they kept saying it. Like, this guy got shot in his leg. He shot in his leg. But he was talking that shit in that fight. Oh, like, he, he was. He was talking so much shit. Crawford almost knocked and, him out back before the fight. And, and yeah, he swung at him. Typical <laughs> Danny Garcia first fight. In, this is more of a, let's see how my body reacts. Pretty so much. So let me pick this guy. And then watch his next fight. Uh-huh. It's gonna be a fucking natural one fucking fifty four pounder. This one is just to see how his body reacts at the division. His next fight, he did it at welterweight. He fought Polly in his first fight at welterweight. That's right. He, <laughs> fuck, said, he, he fucked Polly. Yeah, he says he's tipping his toe with Benavides. The same uh-huh. way he dipped his toe welterweight with with Polly. <laughs> and then his second fight was against a uh, Guerrero. So that means his second fight is probably gonna be against a top ten one fifty four pounder. Simple as that. And then his third fight is going to be for the championship. He'll challenge the belt. But do you guys think that he's fully engaged in the sport of boxing right now? Because what I keep reading, too, is that Danny Garcia has, like, all these 
uh, business ventures and investment. He's like J Rock. He's like J Rock right now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Al Heyman fucking told him invest here. Da, 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 and 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 we he's kind of like been forgotten for me kinda, in the last. I get you. Yeah. yeah. Like he has kind of been forgotten while all these other guys have gone on and you know you know Earl obviously Earl Spence beat him and then Crawford he's probably like the most hyped guy. I think he is couple fights away from retiring. I think he's in the generation so. that's about to retire. We saw Porter do it first. He's yep. yesterday's news, right? Yeah. The the days of Danny Garcia, like his for me His heyday's done. His heyday is done when he uh when he defeated Matisse. And, and uh that was like his biggest I think his biggest marquee fight right there. I the remember Matisse that fight. fight, yes. I no one gave him a shot. I was no, the only one. I, I think I'm the only one. That, I am the only one that gave him a shot. Really? I thought no. He oh, like, yeah, yeah. Because we argued. I go, how the fuck? Yeah, I gave him a shot. Because Matisse like, at the time was like, fuck no. To me, I looked at him as he's unstoppable. Well, he look at right, like it. Look at it right now. Right. This is the generation where you're into the guys that fought like seven years ago retiring. Khan retired. Porter retired. Kel Brook. Kel Brook retired. Mm-hmm. This guy's about to retire. Danny. Danny's like two fights away from retiring probably. Next one is uh, the Thurman. Yeah. Thurman's next to retire. That. The, that generation of welterweights are about to retire soon, and then you know, and then, then three, three, four, three years from now, the Spences and Crawfords are going to retire. Are going to start? You're going to see a decline. Yeah, yeah. And then the newer generation rises you see, you're up. You're yes. going to see the 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 the, the boots annuses. Yeah. The it, it always team. happens, dude. Like there's always a generation like like the De La Hoya, Trinidad, Mosley era dwindled and down, it's and crazy, and then you bro. saw and then you saw the Pacquiao Mayweather come up, and then the Pacquiao Mayweather finished, and then you had the cons. The Garcias, the Porters, yeah. the Thurman era—they came up, and now they're going down. Now you're seeing Ennis Boots, Virgil oh, Ortiz, the new, the new generation, the, ge- the Haney's. Yeah, those oh, guys yeah. coming up. Yep. You're seeing Tank. Think about it. Tank is 28 years old. He's oh, kind of yeah. like you know what I mean. Like this guy too. Like he's he's gonna hit his prime. Broner's in that fucking list with the guys right now we just talked about. Broner, they're about, right? they're about yeah. to retire soon too. But, but yeah. this is how this is how long we've been watching the sport and following it. Fuck which, yeah. Because it's it's like. Remember when when uh, Broner was fighting on ESPN? Yeah, you guys remember that? And and, and then like mm-hmm. his career, like for me, is just like kind of kind of been like just flashing, like flashing before my eyes. Like shit, this guy has actually. I know, I know. You know, you really like him. Fan, <laughs> fan club. He has a fan club. He's a fan club. The the <laughs> AB the AB uh, bad boys club. Damn right? man. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, I'm AB. <laughs> Always balling. <laughs> <laughs> but but we we're seeing those guys and we've seen those guys decline already. Yeah. So like it, it's it's interesting now because in this generation these guys are so young but they're already claiming undisputed and unified. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's it, it's it's a good it's a good era to be a boxing. Player. Yeah. Hell yeah. It is. Oh, it is actually. Yeah, what's the next? It is. Uh, but I just want to mention again, this is taking place in the, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, by the way, for the Danny Garcia fight. Barclays been kind to him too. So Very kind to him, exactly. Sense. And uh, well, man, this, this fight was. You know what? We this was supposed to happen this weekend. This could have been the fight that we were gonna do, right? The predictions, but it's not. It was postponed. The Jamal Charlo fight, uh, Jamal Charlo fight against Suleki, that was postponed. He so what? He fucked up his hand. His or? back. So Charlo messed up his back. They broke say. my back. I broke my back. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that, Mike? My back is broken. <laughs> what is it like a vertebrae? Spinal. Spinal. <laughs> no, you, you didn't do a list. Spinal. I didn't want to spit on the mic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Charlo messed up his back, and they have no clue when he will be back. They say so. They're gonna, of course, reschedule. Should uh. he even fight Suleiki? 
I, th- I thought I thought it was a stay busy fight for him because he he place. at least you would need a fight this year. He needed a fight. He needed a fight, but he, he was dance partner. You know, his dance person walked away to go fight Kevin Kelly. Or <laughs> so you needed a fight. And we can't, you know, and if we we and if we not okay if if we allowed that fight to happen, we had to allow this fight to happen. I gave him a pass because he at least tried to fight, get the Mugia fight. I gave I gave this was a, my only pass I would give him. The only one. This is it. This is it. I, his neck. Well, the second fight you're coming back from. If he comes back from back injury, I'll give you that one. Makes sense. Makes sense. But after that, after the next fight, no more passes, bro. That's it. That's you it. need to fight the top guys now. You need to, you need to stop barking and talking about lions. Or I mean, I should say roaring. Talking about lions only, and you're fighting fucking kittens. You know Your what I mean? fucking brothers, fucking. Jermel is the charlo. Right, he uh, is the lion. He is the lion. He is the king of the jungle. King he, of the fucking uh, jungle, right now. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, Suleiki versus Charlo, not sold on that fight. Uh, I think Jamal. I mean, Jamal needs to move up and talk about you know frying the big fish at one sixty eight. But he broke his back. <laughs> back is broken. <laughs> I saw the interview. I don't know if you guys saw that interview he did with, uh, I forgot the guy's name, on Showtime. Brian Campbell. Uh, Brian Campbell. Brian, no, Brian Custard. Brian, Brian Custard, Custard Brian, right? Custard. Custard. <laughs> mustard. Mustard. <laughs> mustard. And he asked him about, like, you know, hey, what, you know, what, what do you think of the comments of what Canelo said about, hey, why don't you fight Benavides, right? You all fight together and fight, fight him at the end. And he responded. He kind of laughed. And he goes, what is he? A fucking, no, he said, fuck it. But he said, what is he, a promoter? He goes, how come you don't want to fight me? That's what he said. What is he, a promoter? At this moment, all roads lead to Canelo, so Canelo can pick. At this moment, you know Canelo's booked for almost a year. Yes, Why are minimum. you waiting? Minimum a year. Why waste your time? Benavides is the fight ran out of make. The only other high-profile fight there is Benavides. It makes sense financially for both guys. What about Andre? Why not? Why not? Why not give Andre a shot? Yeah, you know what? Andre's on the other side. He's not going to do it. I know, but I'm just saying, like, why not mention Andre? Because Andre won't fight nobody, bro. He's too busy. He's too busy eating fucking tomato soups all the time, bro. <laughs> eating Campbell's Campbell's soup. Campbell soup, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. What's the next one, bro? Um. Oh, man. So there was a boxing hall of fame. So someone got in. They combined all three because of the COVID. Yep. 2020, right. 2020, 2021, and this year's 2022. I have the list here. Shoot him. Very, oh, my God, man. Memories, of course. So, we're, we're, of course, we're starting 2020. Right here, I'm gonna start from the bottom here. Here, uh, so a guy, a person named Thomas Hauser, Hauser, Hauser. Fuck him. Goddamn. He's the <laughs> he's the one that did the report saying that Mayweather was doping and shit during the Pacquiao fight. Oh, really? Thomas Hauser. Fuck Hauser. Jesus. Uh, Dan Goosen, I believe that's how he pronounced his name. Dan, a promoter. Dan R- Goosen, Kathy Duvall. Kathy, oh shit. Lou okay. DeBella. We just talked about him, right? Look at Lou. Shout out to Lou DeBella. Who works behind the behind the curtain, huh? Yeah. Most, yeah. Of the, most of the time. Luke Bernard Dabella. Fernandez. Yeah, okay. Lu, yeah. Lucia. What? Oh, my God. Ridger. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right. Can we get to the high profile ones? Oh, I'm getting that. That's why I'm starting from the <laughs> bottom. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start from the very bottom. Exactly. Okay. Christy Martin. Bar- Christy, yeah, Christy Martin's pretty good. Right, I, thought, yeah. I thought she was a porn star. <laughs> that's Christy Mac. That's Christy, oh, that's Christy Mac. Go. There you go. Sorry that's Christy that. Mac. Barbara <laughs> Butrick, whatever. I'm sorry. Okay. Patty Ryan. Frank Earn. Here's right. Here's a here's the three big ones. Shane, Sugar Shane Mosley, Sugar, Shane Sugar Mosley. Sweet. Remember that guy. Like, my God. Never in a dull fight. Never in a dull fight. Except for the Mora, the Mora fight. Oh, Sergio Mora. The fucked up Margarito. 
Yeah. After he was caught cheating. Did throw in the Margarita he Express. Did. <laughs> Hype train. The, the tornado. Yep. One of my favorites. God damn it. Juan Manuel Marquez. One of my favorites, man. Dinamita. You know, Dinamita, they, they, they asked him, hey, what hand do you want to, like, cast? He said the hand I knocked out Pacquiao with. He did, nice. right. he did the right hand, bro. The right hand. The right nice. hand. <laughs> even, though, even though I thought he had a great left hook, but yeah. he said the right hand. Great fighter. Oh, man. The alien, or my favorite nickname, the executioner, Bernard Hopkins. Guy who actually did it his way. He did. I love Bernard Hopkins. Same oh, my, my God. God. You know, the, the, you've seen that famous interview of his where they're just trying to, like, antagonize him. And he, like, just gives this guy a fucking lesson. I, I forget if it's oh. Jim Gray. And mm. he's like, you know, um, I want to get paid for my labor like every other working class citizen. <laughs> Jim Gray. And he, like, like, you didn't expect it because he's a boxer. You didn't expect him to be so fucking Was it educated. Jim Gray or Larry Merchant? I forgot. Larry he, Merchant. He had it, he had, Merchant. He's had it in with both, but most famously, Larry's Larry the one. Merchant. But that, when, when he talked, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this guy... Is not only is he a great boxer, he has a great mind. No, hell yeah. Yeah. Like this guy, legend, bro. Legend. legend. One of my favorites was, was when Larry Merchant was, he was criticizing me, like, why are you calling out these 154 fighters? It's he the goes, same, the, the same, same one, one right? Yes. And I love his response. He goes, well, Larry, he goes, all they have to do is just go up six pounds. He goes, yeah. yeah. Business <laughs> and pretty pathetic. They're yeah, the middleweight champion, but, but calling out like smaller that fighters. Smart. That smug ass face of Larry Merchant, like, isn't it like pathetic that you're calling out the junior welterweights? And he's like, "Come on, Larry, don't be so ignorant." <laughs> Larry, the fuck, Larry, dude. I like that's why I like Gary Merchant. Gary Merchant, if he was fifty few years younger, he'd beat up. That's what he said. So, twenty twenty one. All right, Jay Larkin, George Kimball, Jackie McCoy. Dr. Mar- Margaret, whatever, Margaret Goodman, Freddie Brown, Davey Moore, Jackie Tom- Tona Wanda, sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right, Marion Trimiar, Ann Wolf. Ann Wolf. Great trainer, great fighter. Exactly. Greatest female knockout of all time. She was on female Tyson. Jesus, and right? Layla Ali, son of the legend. Yeah. I'm sorry. Son of the legend. Sorry. My bad. I don't mean to fuck up down that. Okay. I don't mean no allegations. <laughs> yeah, bro. What the fuck's wrong with you? Hey. All right. Daughter of a legend. Andre Ward. Andre Ward. God. Yeah. He, he could have continued, but hey, he retired, whatever, you know. He knew his body and I think exactly. he made enough money instead of Most done. underrated fighter of his generation. Right? Yes. The last two right here. Oh, my God. Vladimir Klitschko. Held the belt for like Fuck, a, what? Dominate, what? Maybe ten years, maybe a ten-year ten domination. The reign of 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 Klitschko, yeah. right? And of course, considered to TBE, Floyd Mayweather Jr. First ballot Hall of Famer. I agree. Right? Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Right. That's all right. not bad. That's not bad. All right. What else can you say about Floyd? True. Very true. Well, well deserved. I, I think that's another fighter did it his way. Yeah. Turned. I literally changed the sport of boxing when it came down to. Mm-hmm. Of boxers using promoters and networks to their advantage, best to do it. He was pimping out everybody else. Yeah, and whilst uh, the fighters, uh, other fighters were getting pimped out by their promoters, so. which has always been the tradition. You which get, has always been the tradition. And he said, "Fuck it, I'm pimping you." Yeah. So I, I think, think he, he was quoted saying that. I believe Floyd was saying, like, you know, when he came up and he did, you know, getting his money, he put all these heavyweights away. He said something like that. Let's be honest. He held boxing. When the heavyweight division was was at its dullest, yeah. When the super middle, when the light heavyweight and super and super middleweight division was only dominated by Europeans, 
and the lighter weight classes were like not as popular. He held the sport for, like you got to give him credit. He, he held the sport. Him. He carried the sport. He, he carried it. But he, he mentioned yeah, he he mentioned that Especially quote. when UFC was on their ass on our asses. Oh yeah. He yeah. carried the fucking sport. Dana White only moved his dates for that guy. Oh, true. He never <laughs> wanted to go toe to toe with them on pay-per-view. Nope. No, that that'd be you know, suicide. Yeah, that'd be suicide. So that that shows the power that this guy had. As much as people want to hate the power this guy had. That you were able to move a company like the UFC, who at that time was, was red hot. Yeah, and yep. they were like, "Oh, we're gonna fuck, we're gonna fight on May 5th. Oh no, May was right. Never mind, we're gonna fight on May seventeenth. <laughs> like the following week or, or the two, following, weeks, two weeks. Look, they always waited two weeks because they didn't want they didn't want to exhaust the customers paying back to back. So they always yeah. waited yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. only other fighter. To only do that. other fighter, right? Pacquiao couldn't do it. Canelo, Canelo, fuck no! You're just like fuck that puto. Let's put the- <laughs> I said, why? Why remember in his in his last outing? It's like why are you guys uh, going head to head with the UFC? Like I want to watch the UFC too. Yeah, and I'm gonna watch the whole UFC until I, because you know boxing cards fucking suck. Yeah. So, um, all I want to watch is a Canelo fight. Yeah, same. Here. All right, that was 2021. That's 2021. Who's 2022? 2022, man. All right, Chuck Hall, Todd Morgan, Bob Ye- Yalen, I believe, or Yalen, Ron Borgs. Bill Kaplan, Holly Holm, Holly Holm, Regina Hel- Helmick. I want to say this about Holly Holm. Yes, only other fighter to win a championship in boxing and the uh, UFC. And UFC, and right? MMA. 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 My bad. My I'm sorry. MMA. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you correct. I did. I did make that fucking correction too. Yes. MMA. Only other person to do it. Yep. Yeah. Regina Helmick. James Tony. Lights, Lights out. out. Lights out. The James only other person. You know what the thing is? James Tony could be undefeated, but you know who had defeated him? The Buffets. Okay, we're going to Literally, bro. You, you seen that interview? Yeah. Honestly, in, in life, in my personal life, I always use a James Tony quote. You guys know which one that is? No, cool. They go, oh, everybody doubted me. If they want to respect me, fuck them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was after he beat Holyfield. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? But James Tony is the only most natural talent. This guy was born to fight. Yes. This guy literally came in the fight. But again, his his uh his bad habits were was, was the mice. The food. Was the food. Food. I don't th- yeah, he likes to string, but he was never known for an al- being an alcoholic. You know, never a drug user as far as we know. Food was always his vices. He couldn't make 168. He 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 his first fight at light heavyweight missed the fucking mark. Uh. So he fought a cruiserweight. But imagine that guy campaigned all the way down there and then made his way up because because of his uh his weight his weight oh and heavyweight I believe right but but he man he was such a under again mm-hmm. another underrated fighter that yeah. a lot of people don't know about when and this is the thing they asked Freddie Roach out of all the people you've trained who is your favorite fighter to have trained James Tony wow hmm. James Tony was the most naturally gifted fighter I've ever trained he's on. Bro, he had wow, that wow. fucking Philly show defense. He Perfected. So good. Yeah. Such a good And fighter. he had power with it. Like, oh, fuck. James Tony would, I think James Tony would wreck 99% of the fighters right Probably now. Probably would. At, at, light, at super middleweight right now. Wreck him. Wreck him. Probably would, man. Canelo, Canelo couldn't stand a chance against this guy. It's uh, a good fantasy fight. I mean, I, I don't know. James Tony is one of my favorite fighters of all time. I really like him. Uh, and again, he just doesn't get the credit that, that, no, that no. he deserves. So. Well, he was overshadowed by guys like Hopkins Roy and Roy Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah. So just mention him. That's the next one. Roy Jones Jr., man. If there's ever a guy that can build a room full of belts, it's that guy. It's that guy. That guy, but this, this guy 
As, now he talks about shit about sanctioning bodies. This fucker would literally fight for NABF titles, <laughs> IBUs, IBSs, you know. All the alpha. Alpha, yeah, anything, <laughs> fool. He, literally, this guy can have his own wing full of belts. Like, he can fill this room of all the belts he's uh, won. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Every he, single belt, but man. From middleweight to heavyweight. Only, Except Cruiserweight. The only regret that that I see about Roy Jones is his career just just went too long, far too long. Remember, he was fighting in Russia. You yeah. That? Shit, yeah, I always felt that he should have won the heavyweight belt. I mean, the heavyweight belt he did, the uh, and then to cap it off, move a couple pounds down south to Cruiserweight, cap that belt on, and then he should have fought one more time at heavyweight against like a rock man, defended the belt one more time, and said I'm done, and then decided to retire. But they never. But, but he, his his, like his the ego love for the sport, and it's all you know how to do. Yeah, he was already know. making money, dude. But yeah, the, but oh, it, let me it, rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. He started making money after heavyweight. That's when the big bucks started coming yeah, in from. Because because when he was campaigning as super middleweight, I mean, he wasn't getting. He's not like really high profile or middleweight tampoco. Yeah. So, and like heavyweight, he was like dominating everybody. But imagine, yeah, yeah but man, like <laughs> this guy was just another naturally gifted, talented. Uh, I always, I always like kind of mock him because he he always talks about comparing fights to like rooster fights, like cock fights. Yeah, and, like look, he's fighting like a rooster. He's jumping like he's, he's ready to strike. But like. he had his own style. Though. That was the thing about him. Yes, he did everything that you shouldn't do in the sport of boxing. He did it. He did it, and, and he well. Was Wildly fucking For successful doing it. So well, the dude, he held the highlight. He was undisputed, two-time undisputed champion light heavyweight. Yeah, literally nobody could fuck with him at light heavyweight. The fact that he jumped to his heavyweight, and you saw greatness. We're like, okay, Ruiz can tackle him. I don't think I would have loved to have seen him stay there, but I think he did a good job doing a one-off. Mm-hmm. But you should have, you should have kept off winning the super middle with the cruiserweight belt. Yeah. And then stayed, maybe fought one more time at heavyweight, and then called it yeah, a night, bro. Called, he should have. But he stayed a little too long. I agree with you, but. Great career, anyways. Either way, that's how great he is. I don't mm-hmm. even remember the knockouts, the, the knockout, the early, the late knockouts he got in his career. Yeah, no, not really. To me, it never happened. They, if they, they if, don't I, don't, if they I don't, if I don't remember, matter. it never happened. I, I'm gonna use the the Victor Ortiz stick. If it, <laughs> if I don't remember it, bro, it never happened. I'm literally a tree, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said he was a tree, bro. If you're talking to me, bro, you're, I'm literally a tree, bro. <laughs> Who's the next one on the list? <laughs> Last one. My other favorite. Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto. I mean, this guy. I I, I know that. I mean, he we, the best. we can. T- he, yeah, he fought the best. We can talk about this guy. All I mean, I can. But I think Jim. Lam- I like what Jim Lampley said. He's probably like the most human. Something like that. Like the most human he's ever seen. This guy was all heart. The guy's been used, abused. That you know that Miguel Cotto actually came up. We mentioned it earlier on the on the on the episode. He actually came up on that weekly channel on that weekly fight on Solo Boxeo. Solo Boxeo yep. came up on there. Yes, he did. When he was when he was just a, a young a youngster, him and his brother Jose Miguel. And I remember him because his, his nickname used to be Junito. Junito. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's, really. That's how that's how far long Back I've been goes, following that shit. man's career. And that's a guy who. Never ducked mm-hmm. anybody, dude. I that's remember seeing him in the undercard of a uh, De La Hoya fight. He was like literally the opener when he fought R- Ricardo Torres. No, 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 that was no, no, no that was an undercard was of, uh, of Vladimir Klitschko versus uh, oh, Seth Peter. No, this was like he was like maybe three, four fights in. He was an undercard of I forgot what De La Hoya fight. Mm-hmm. He was the open opener. It was like empty arena. It was him and some other guy. He fucked that guy up quick. Yeah, and I was like, I, damn. Like the eye test was like, okay, I see something here. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, I saw him one more time on Solo Book Sale. Mm-hmm. But every, I would see him every other time on any other top-ranked card that was happening. So, Bef- great. Before the uh, Margarito fight, to me, he was another fighter where I go, this guy's unstoppable. He looked like it. He uh, was unstoppable. At, at 140, he looked, he looked really good. So for him to, when he took a knee with that Margarita fight, that was one of the most shocking moments for me in boxing. I was like, whoa. I, I honestly thought in that fight in 2000, was it 2008? 2008. Uh-huh. Yeah, 2008. July 2008. I thought that, that Cotto was going to beat Margarita up. Me too. I thought he was. like I, I legit thought, like, man, Margarita, kind of he, he's kind of like just aggressive, but I think Cotto is way better. Oh, hell he is. Yeah. But his career, like, it just got even better. You know what I mean? Like, he went on to fight Pacquiao, Mayweather. Yeah. Mosley. Mosley. Canelo, he fought him. Yeah, yeah, you know, he fought him. He was already out there. But still, another guy on your resume. I mean, one of the most impressive resumes of the modern era for me. Yeah, no, I can can agree with that. That's something I feel like we were robbed of. We didn't get to see him fight guys like Mayweather, Pacquiao before the Margarita fight. You know, even though I always said that was the best Cotto he can be against Floyd. But again, we didn't get to see him fight against against them when he, you know, before the Margarita fight. I think that I think Floyd still would have won. But I think that would have been, the, I think besides the Castillo fight, that would have been his fucking toughest. Toughest, toughest, toughest right? If yeah. they fought, both fought at their prime, their prime. it would have been as tough, both toughest. But I think Mayweather at that time had that gear where like if he knew it was tough, he did it. Like the Ricky Hatton fight, he knew the fight was close. So he had to close the show a little late, and that's how he got the knockout against Ricky. Yeah. Because you saw how aggressive he started getting, because he knew the fight was close. Yeah. And it was actually close. It wasn't like a fucking... It wasn't a wipeout. It wasn't a wipeout. So he no. knew he needed a... He needed, like, if I'm going to break my hand, I'm going to break my hand cracking this guy in the, <laughs> in the chin. And I think this would have been the same fight. Mm-hmm. I think Cotto would have fucking pressured him, body punching, yeah. left hooks, Mayweather countering. It would have been the exact same fight we saw them later in the older age, mm-hmm. but just younger versions of yeah. these guys. Yeah. But I think sure. Mayweather still would have got... The W. I think he would have probably put Cotto down. I think Cotto still had the shaky chin. He just needed to land that punch right on yeah. the chin, though. Yeah. But For not sure. bad. Anything else? Or? Uh, well, two things. I don't know if you, which one you want to go to. If you want to go to the uh, the predictions or the pound-for-pound pound list. Let's do pound-for-pound pound list, then we'll predict, and then we'll end it up with predictions. All right, All right cool. Let me pull up my pound-for-pound pound yeah, list. So, Dave Jimmin, uh everyone's on my pound-for-pound pound list. Oh, man. So, I got it out here. So, I did one in January, the beginning of the year, and I'm going to read it out real quick to you. This is, Again, this was in January. Yep. Literally like a week into the year. And this is my pound for pound list at that time. At number one, Canelo. Number two, Terrence Crawford. Number three, Usyk. Four, Earl Spence. Five, Tyson Fury. Number five, Inoue. Seven, Josh Taylor. Eight, Vasily Lemonchenko. Number nine, uh, Gervonta Davis. And number 10, Teofimo Lopez. Again, this was the beginning of the year. This was almost six months ago. That was my list six months ago. Now, Mm -hmm. I did the list this week. (laughs) <laughs> this Monday I came out with the list. Yep. I felt it was going to be a little bit controversial some people. We haven't heard any backlash yet. But this is the list. I'm going to go from the bottom to the top. We are gonna we have some new debuts. And some people fell off. Some people stayed on. So this is my list. At number 10, Gervonta Tank Davis. We spoke about him today earlier today. Yep. The reason why, the, this is the, the most exciting guy who's not even a fucking champ. And everyone's all, reads, all road lead to him. He's the king without the crown. Yeah. Yeah. He's the uncrowned king of the, on 135. Yep, yep. And even though a guy like Roly Romero beneath him, you saw we saw something that I think we all realized, the maturity of this guy and how zoned in he is now. We spoke about this a couple of days ago yeah, where I yeah. said 
the biggest mistake that Ryan Garcia ever did he, is not taking the tank fight early on when tank was fucking around with Broner. Now this guy's zoned in, zeroed in, yep. in his prime, mature, mature as fuck. He's that's a this, and that is a dangerous killer to have. Even more dangerous. <laughs> so that's why I have him at number ten. Yep. At number nine, we talked about him. I did. I did say that you know what? He's a boring <laughs> fighter, but you get the win by any means necessary, even if he stink up the fucking joint, especially in, in front of <laughs> eighty thousand people in Australia. You don't give a shit. Devin the Dream Haney is at number nine. I think his performance against George uh, Gambosas and against the uh, Jojo um, Diaz and Linares proves this guy doesn't care if he stinks up the joint. He'll win by any means necessary. So I, that's why I have him there. Mm-hmm. At number eight, and th- to me this was kind of I kind of was debating because like you have two great you have one great fighter like Tank Davis, but don't belt. That's why I have number ten, number nine because he was undisputed. But at number eight, this is the guy that I feel is going to be rising the next couple mm-hmm. couple months, the next couple years. At two number one, Shakur Stevenson. No doubt. Shakur Stevenson yeah. is the man. There's no doubt about that. If he can keep his nose clean, this motherfucker dominates the entire division. Uh, this guy becomes oh, the next cool. the next big star in boxing. Yeah. This guy has the attitude, has the charisma, has the boxing, st- and he's a fucking winner. Yep. You know what it is? Hey, I'm going to point this out. Guys who got fucked over in the Olympics or lost embarrassingly become the be- come, be- go to become great fighters. That's Floyd Mayweather lost the 96 Olympics. Look at his career. Roy Jones got cheated in fucking South Korea. Look at his career. These guys go to because they have a chip on their shoulder. They got to prove something, not to themselves, but to the public who watch them lose embarrassingly. Yeah. Shakur Stevenson's cut from the same cloth as these guys. At number seven, Dimitri Bivol. I think this is the guy who should have been on the list, but I think because no, he was never showcased properly. This May, he would, um, was it May, right? He fought? Yeah. In May, yeah. This May, that he showed what this guy's about, and he showed why he's the kingpin of the 175 pound. Yep. Technically sound. Mm-hmm. Um, pop. For, for me, let me just No, no, don't quick. go over, man. Dimitri Bibel is not a fighter who does anything great. He does everything good. He's just good at everything. Yeah. So. He, not, he knows how to put it together to look great. And and by the way, he's also extremely smart in the ring. Yeah, oh, you hell can yeah. kind of yes. even hear him like thinking in there, <laughs> right? right? At number six, the better guy, the literally the king of the jungle at 154, Jermel Charlo. Oh man. Hey, I was a doubter. I actually didn't like the guy. I thought he was a sore winner. I felt <laughs> I felt his loss. I felt his loss to uh Tony Harrison oh. humbled him. You saw maturity in this guy. Again, a guy with a chip on his shoulder. And a guy who actually now has an excuse to have a chip on his shoulder now and has gone on to literally become the first ever undisputed champ at 154. I think you also call him the better Charlo. And he's a better Charlo. Yeah, he is. Overall, this is the guy that I think if he keep his nose clean, not like his brother who keeps fucking up. (laughs) Yeah. He is going to be in in the top three pound for pound list in the next couple years. This guy literally, you see greatness on the horizon for him. Yeah. At number five, he stayed on because... I'm going based on talent. My list is based on talent and who can beat who. Usyk at number five. Yeah. Usyk is the most talented heavyweight. It's hands down. Tyson Fury's not even on this fucking list, dude. Because Tyson Fury, <laughs> Tyson, the only thing Tyson Fury is the most awkwardest heavyweight who can wear 272 pounds and look like a fucking light heavyweight. But Usyk, if you were to compare skill for skill, brain for brain, Usyk is smarter than every single man in that fucking division. And will outsmart you and will win. And in multiple divisions. As and well. multiple cruiserweight and this division. Yeah. So I think to me, at number five. I'm surprised we didn't get any 
complaints for so me far. my only complaint <laughs> from me is that Usyk deserves to be higher up well now the me. list now this is where I thought it was going to be controversial because now we're going into like territory where I felt I was going to get the, I was going to get a lot of fucking flack at number four uh-huh. is the WBO welterweight champ Terrence I mean yeah Terrence Crawford it's boxing is about what not what you've done what you've done lately exactly preach it and, preach it and yes. <laughs> it's not about resume like Chris I don't know shit about Manning <laughs> this is about skills Terrence Crawford's skills right now are good. Mm-hmm. We see, we know it. We see it. We've witnessed it. We just haven't witnessed it at the highest level yet. But we feel that he he, he will match the level of opposition. Mm-hmm. But I think what's going to kill him is his age now. And his business decisions. Yeah. He's he's going to the Winky Wright School of Business. Yeah. Oh, damn. So. And I think that's what's going to fuck him up. But at number four, I think he's considered. I think below everyone below him is okay. He's right now great. At number three, fell off from number one six months ago. Canelo Alvarez, he lost. Uh-huh. Took the took took the loss. He's gonna bounce back in a, in a soft tune-up fight against Triple G. And you know, what can I say? Canelo, great skills. For some reason, had no defense on May. Yeah, nope. I mean, your stock has to fall. He, your stock Wait, fell. It, yeah. It's not like he, you know, people calling him a bum or anything. No. His stock just no, fell, yeah. and that's, that's understandable, bit. right? Yeah. It's so, yeah, that's why he fell. And he didn't have to go down too far. It was like, okay, you fell down two notches. That's about it. Yeah. Because of how how that you went into, my thing was, you you looked vulnerable in this fight. Vulnerable that I haven't seen in a while. The last time I saw you found this vulnerable is against, against Mayweather. For me, the Eris yeah. Landy Lara fight. Nah, that he looked more vulnerable. No, no, no I'm saying the, the, yeah, well, you could tell he was frustrated. You can tell he didn't know what the fuck to do to get to get the win. He knew that against Laura, he knew. Okay, I, I just have to keep keep coming at yeah. him against Mayweather and Bivol. He 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 was already defeated. But he kept trying to oh, push you're forward. Right, you're right because I thought the Slandy Lara fight was after the Mayweather fight, but it was before. Yeah. So, so to yeah. me, the most vulnerable. Uh, I haven't seen him like that mm-hmm. since, and yeah, I haven't yeah. seen his corner look that desperate and like. Fucking yelling and not really at him knowing what to do, huh? Since the Mayweather fight, yeah. tell me they never learned anything from that fight. And there was like no sense. I mean, there was a sense of urgency for the for his corner man. Like, but not him. But not him. Not him. Not him. Like, what the fuck? Not him. At number two, surprisingly, even though I just made that disparaging <laughs> comment about fighting a thirty-eight year old, <laughs> Inoue, the monster. Now I know. I remember people were kind of like saying that, like, how come we don't have him in the pound for pound list? Hey, you, no. How come I don't have him in the top three? That too. Because I, I always, I've always had him. But mm-hmm. he was always like number eight, number yeah, nine. Everyone's probably like, nah, he should be at like at the top three at least. Again, skill for skill, power for power. I think in it, if he was a welterweight, would probably be demolishing a lot of welterweights. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know, man. It's just the style that he has, bro. Like he, he just, just has this, yeah. He just yeah. he just has it. It's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster at the moment. And at number one, this one contradicts it because it is based on resident, but the way he's been looking. Fight after fight. Yep. Like, come on, this guy, and and then the accolades of having to come back from a car crash. You know, and knowing how we saw, like, I actually saw was I thought we were gonna see the the toilet of Spence when you saw him fucking about outside the ring. I'm like, okay, well, this guy's gonna burn out quick for me. I'll enjoy him how when I as as long as we have him. But again, like Tank Crawford and Bob Aaron fucked up by not taking this fight. Back Three years ago when Three, he was... Four years ago. Four years ago yeah. when he was out there fucking about with Broner and Tank getting yeah. drunk. And acting a fool. Acting a fool. Now he's like zoned in. He's... Boxing is his life. And yep. he's proving it. He literally... He's literally fucked up two orbital bones in the last... Ugh. In less than 10 years. 
I don't have Man. enough good things to say about Earl Spence because I respect them. I really like them. Mm-hmm. The only, my only thing about the pound for pound list, and you know how I feel about it. Yeah. It's like subjective. It's very subjective, and that's why I don't choose to do one. But mm-hmm. but if I did, for me, my number one fighter would be Usyk. Okay, I can't and, argue and, much and with that. I can't argue too much about and that. Just because you know he came from, he was a, he was a the the dark horse, in the heavyweight division. A yeah. lot of people thought that Joshua oh. was gonna knock his ass out. And he didn't. And he almost knocked out Joshua, and he dominated him. That's a fight that I thought he dominated. And he also went through the gauntlet of the cruiserweight division where there was a lot of talent. There was a lot of undefeated and powerful guys, and he beat them all. Yep. So, to me, Usyk should be number one. I respect the list, but, yeah. No, bad. Yeah. I, you know Brian, what? I, you know what? When Canelo lost... Swear to you, I was, immediately I said, Spence is number one. That's what I said to myself. So you putting number one, I go, I'm not surprised, because I said that to myself. Not surprised, like, motherfuckers. Not surprised, motherfuckers. So I agree, especially number one, I go, Spence, as, as the, for me, the, I've always said, if I ever did came up with a pound-for-pound pound list, at least maybe top three, top two, I have always said that it was it's Canelo and Spence. My opinion, those are the best fighters in the world I right now. I think Spence is a man at welterweight, for sure. It's oh, not welterweight, no. It's exactly now. We're talking about division. Yes, it is yeah. Spence. 100%. Spence is a man. Yeah. That guy should be the lineal champ. But I think that, yeah, to me, yeah, he, I think he deserves to be number one. Damn he's unstoppable right now. He's even more dangerous right now. Yeah, he should be more dangerous now. Yeah. And that's, I, that's I, why I say it. it's funny because the number one and number ten guys, I actually thought they were going to burn out. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're gonna burn out. They're, these guys are gonna lose. Mm-hmm. They're gonna fucking. They're gonna fade away and become the next boners. But fuck, they're both flourishing at the moment. Yeah, and they're only get, for me. Even Tank is just getting better. He's just getting better, Earl exactly. Spence, I think he's gotten better. Yeah, as well. Hell yes, he, he really is. And of course, they're saying that it looks like October is the month that the fight will happen. I don't know, man. But we'll fucking see. Crawford, uh, Crawford's talking shit to uh, the Jamel or Jamal. Jamel. It's Mel. All of a sudden, you were focused on Spence, but now you're on fucking Twitter talking shit. To me, that to me that says that the negotiations maybe are not going the way that he wants. That's why to. when he said that, I don't believe it. Because why are you talking uh, shit? I'm gonna believe that fight's gonna be made when they're both in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> I've always said something like that. Yeah, as true. simple as that. It's true. As simple as that. That statement. Very true. Nap your right behind the Z full right there. Very true. I fucking, they don't want to stop. I don't want. I don't want to keep sucking on blood. Yeah. My but bad, I guys. Think, I no, cut no, myself dude. on my phone. Oh shit. Huh. My phone cut oh, me. Got my phone. All right, so we're going to go to our uh, next topic. Uh, yeah, for the predictions. All right, but tune up the music. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Hey. Hey, woman. Pain. I'm number one. <laughs> Let me sound the best. <laughs> you want to go back with the real man? <laughs> But the fight won't happen because this fool will retire. <laughs> I pity him. Shut uh, up, old man. <laughs> you ain't getting no title fight. Now you get the fuck out of it. That's the wrong movie, bro. That's the wrong movie. All right, guys. This Saturday, ESPN Plus or on ESPN, you got a light heavyweight unification live in Las Vegas, MGM Grand, no, I mean, uh, MSG. I think it's the, the Hulu Hall, right? No, the Nokia? I think the Kia. The Hulu, Hulu, the Hulu Arena. Hulu, Hulu. That's the Hulu, the Hulu Arena. You got WBO, 
WBC and WBO light heavyweight champions Arthur Betabiev and Joe Smith Jr. going 12 hard fucking rounds. Now, B-Ray, I usually let you go first, but because we have a guest tonight. Yeah. Carnitas King, who you got this weekend? Let me just say this. I until Up until last week, I didn't know this fight was happening. I, I, right. I had completely forgot. There's no, There's been no promotion. Everything's been silent about these two guys. And I don't know why. Because this has all the makings to be the fight of the year. It's a light heavyweight banger. Yeah, it's heavyweight. a fucking banger. You got a guy who all he knows how to do is fuck people up and better be if. And I, I was actually watching him earlier today. And li- just look at how the fighters look after they fought this guy. Shit. Like the, they've got through a fucking meat grinder. And then you have Joe Smith, who I've never really been that sold on as a champion. Joe Smith's like the average Joe. Average Joe. Average Joe Smith. But packs a punch, though. But packs a punch. So this is the way I see this fight. Number Uh one, this is a key for me for Joe Smith. Start everything behind the jab. And follow it up with a right hand. Because I know he has a good right hand. And I know he's going to be able to Mm -hmm. land it. Because better be if gets hit. <clears throat> and he gets hit often. So that's what he has to do. Better BF, my key for victory for better BF, land the left hook and then the right hand right after. Throw combinations. Keep this guy, you know, keep the punches on this guy's face. Mm-hmm. Work the body. <clears throat> Give him all that. With that being said, I got the Russian. Arthur Better BF, eight rounds, TKO. Fuck. In a brutal blood and guts fight of the year candidate fight. It's going to be a good one, and I can't wait. There you go. So you got eighth. You said the eighth round? Eighth round, TKO. For Better BF. For Better BF. B Ray? Fuck. You know, he's probably thinking, follow it! <laughs> I can't follow that, but I'll t- you know what? I, I agree. This is this has to be fight of the year candidate against a light heavyweight fight, but you gotta go to the edge to Arthur 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 better be it, man. Look at this. I mean, this guy has won seventeen fights, seventeen knockouts. So I'm gonna go with Arthur. I'm gonna, I have to have to go with him. Really, hey, honestly. Hey, let's be honest. This guy put a guy in the hospital, too. This guy, is, he's the only champion today that has 100% knockout win ratio. to knockout ratio. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100. 100. This guy's been looking pretty good. So I just look at it as like, how can you not bet for this guy to win? <laughs> he just uh, To me, he's just been looking unstoppable. Right. The one, the fight that... that put him out there was a, the the Alexander Vostick fight mm-hmm. where I thought I actually thought that Vostick had a good opportunity to outbox him but better be if just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and he just succumbed to that pressure and he got knocked out and I think that's to be the next fight better be if versus Bivol it should be should be right I, th- I think for 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 the most intriguing fight Bivol I don't care about the Canelo fight. Yeah. It's going to be the same. <laughs> to me, it's the same outcome. No, I, 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 so I completely agree. And yeah. I think people focus on these guys, on the winner of this guy, and then be in the speeder at 175. Yep. I agree. I completely agree on the, all that. So you, you But got, I think, I, yeah, I, I say knockout. 
I want to say, I'll go over your round. I'll say ninth round. Damn you. <laughs> Just like the price is right, huh? <laughs> the price is right. <laughs> I read a thousand. I read a thousand and one. I read a thousand and one. Fucking guy. Oh, damn. So you got eighth, ninth. Yeah, ninth round. Damn. Okay. Um, I agree with both you guys in the sense that it's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be a fight of the year candidate probably. I think. It's not going to... Okay, I'm sorry. I don't agree with the Slavo Narker thing. I think this is going to be a very tentative fight. When you have two monster punchers, like a good percentage of the time, both guys are tentative to throw the punch because one punch ends it all. Especially when you have a guy with 100% knockout ratio and you got a guy like Joe Smith who packs a punch. But I think that's kind of been his uh, his disguise. You kind of just... Uh, he's an average schmo. He's an average Joe. And I think... That some people underest- underestimate him. That's mm-hmm. why he's been able to get these wins. But when you go against a guy that's laser focused, like Arthur Betterviev is, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a fight of two guys. Whoever pulls the trigger first wins. And I think Joe Smith has a good chin. Joe Smith is Joe Smith is, is sturdy. Betterviev knows that. Betterviev is also sturdy. I think both guys are tentative for the first three rounds. I think the fish are not going to start flying until the fourth. I think it, and when that happens, then I think it's going to be Arthur better be spanking the shit out of Joe Smith. <laughs> and just to fuck with you guys, I got the seventh. <laughs> I knew, somehow I knew he was gonna he was gonna say seventh, eighth, ninth. But it, uh, to me, it's right. that kind of fight. But I think it's going to be tentative. But I think when the the fists are not going to start flying until the fourth round. Yeah. And then when that happens, it's going to be better via just constantly because this guy's from fucking the same area as Khabib, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he looks like the those fuckers who's are the, the the guy from Krypton that never talks, and Superman too. Zod, General Zod. It, so General Zod, it's the woman, and it's the guy that doesn't talk. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. It's that guy. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, this is a fight to watch. This is a this is to me. Don't blink. I think what you said. You're not gonna see the fist flying to the fourth. I think the minute one guy gets connected, he's gonna want to retaliate. He's gonna want to fuck the other guy up. But they're both sturdy though. And it's just gonna be war. It's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be carnage. Yeah. And we're gonna see. We're just gonna see a fucking. Epic fight. No, That's yeah, I, I, I agree, oh, yeah. too. I think so, too. I think so. But like I said, I think they're both sturdy, but I think because both guys hit hard, it's going to be... That's why I agree with your ninth and eighth. I just think the better Biev is more of the accurate puncher. Oh, he definitely Than is. Joe. He Joe has the one-two, but this guy has this guy has an arsenal, a plethora of common lunches. And they all hurt. Yeah, and I think he'll wear this cocksucker down. <laughs> and I think that... I think Joe Smith's gonna succumb to the to the fucking pressure and punching. That's why I say seventh, but I'll say seventh TKO. I think he gets TKO. I don't think he goes on his. He's not gonna be able to go out of the shield. I think the ref just stop. I think I, you're gonna yeah. see a busted up Joe Smith. You're gonna see a guy crumble. Yeah, I think I think that's that's what's gonna be it. Like the accumulation of these hard body punches, combined with these right hands to the head. And Joe's not gonna quit. And Joe is not gonna quit because his trainer's not gonna let him quit. He's that kind of guy, but he's just going to crumble, and he's going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Maybe we're all just sleeping on Joe Smith because, again, it's a puncher's chance. This guy has the ability, in my opinion, to hurt him. Like he did the Hopkins. He did. I was about I to mean, mention he that. He knocked his ass out of the ring. But knocked his ass to retire. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, ultimately, right? Yeah. But, it, I mean, 
Anything can happen. I think you, you camp. I think when you fight a guy like him, like Bervia, he laser focused. The last time he fought a guy like that that was focused generally on winning the fight and won that like pivot from pivot from the game plan was uh, Dimitri Bivol. And he got and he got spanked. He got his ass beat. He got his ass beat. He got spanked. He got, he got hurt. He many tapped times. that ass. He, he got hurt many times in, the, in that fight. This episode's called "Tap That Ass." It really is. <laughs> he tapped that ass, dude. But but it, but no, seriously though. Don't blink uh, on that fight. That's a good fight. Oh no! I'm probably gonna bring out the TV for that one. I was about to say. I'll, 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 I'll bring on TV. And yeah, we're de- you know definitely it's gonna be a fucking amazing fight. So. Oh yeah! Don't I mean, ladies and gentlemen, again, if you guys have pre- uh, cable, it's gonna be on ESPN. If you guys have the app, it'll be on the ESPN app. Go for it. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put more information out there. We won't do a with your fight talk for no. sure. That that one no, it was too no, too no, late no. notice to do that one. Yeah, that's what yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna be. I think it's. A, it's a it's a good fight that's not getting the publicity it should. No, great fight, I think. And I think, yeah, and, and I think, should. and I think it's gonna get. I think people are gonna witness the highlights and be like, "Where the fuck was? Why did you watch that? Why did no one tell me?" <laughs> well, we're telling you now. Exactly. If you don't know, now you know. Exactly. Check it out. But ladies and gentlemen, when we're done, uh, I mean, I mean, are we? I think you had something, some comments about Deloya, no? Deloya. Or, or, or oh, you, are you gonna make a joke? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not a hard joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you so said it wasn't appropriate to do it now, but now it is. So, I totally forgot so to mention it when we were talking about him. Where, um, where the Mallorca press conference, <laughs> Mayweather De La Hoya, where um, Oscar's so pissed, and he goes, he told him in Spanish, right? So you guys remember saying yeah, Spanish? Tú, yeah. tú me faltaste respeto a dos cosas que yo quiero. And I, in my mind, I'm like. <laughs> Fucking hookers and cocaine, or what? <laughs> <laughs> hookers and cocaine. Uh, uh, but uh, but it was something else entirely that was insignificant. God but. damn it! <laughs> wow. You guys get it, Oscar? Uh, that's why Oscar never comes a, to the he's show. He's a flander. He's he's a man whore, and, uh, and he likes cocaine. But man. you know the thing is, that's why he will never be on the show. He no, never. That's why we're never going to be invited to any press junket because <laughs> I was about of this. To say, if we were like, you know, yeah, we had like press passes. I'll at, bet you anything. Like, who are you? Oh, I'm I'm Whiskey J from the Jam Beer. No, 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 you're on the blacklist. You can't be here. <laughs> that's okay though. That's they wouldn't okay. like us. They you don't like us. That's okay though. That's okay because we we're gave him, we gave him the blueprint to how he should manage his fucking company. Ah, bro, he's busy negotiating with the Monopoly man for a billion dollars. The only thing is, he should he should tune into the this episode because honestly, it was straight up. It was actually it, great. It was a red hot yes. episode. It was oh, yeah. fire. It's, it's hot. Like I said, it was a hotter episode. There you go. And that's yeah. the way. I, that that's my final thoughts. There. You go. Any final thoughts before you? Yeah. Uh, no, man. That was great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sending out. Thank you to the Carnitas King for joining us. Yes. Hopefully, if he gets the position, he'll be here more often. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully, become a third member of the group. I know, right? Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We're on Instagram at the JMBA Boxing Podcast. Don't forget to buy some merch. Um, summer tank tops are coming again. It's summertime. You guys want to work out? Work out to the JMBA Boxing merch. Check it out. Uh, stickers will be coming soon. We're working on the logo. I know we've been talking about it, but we're working on it now. Wait. Um, just wait. Give us a minute. Give us a minute. <laughs> also, um, we're going to put out the Whittier Fight Club shirts. Yes. We're going to put them out there pretty soon. I'm working on it, working on the design, coming out pretty soon. So go ahead, click the link in the bio, go to the Teesprings account, get your merch because the new, the old logos are going to be out. The new logos are in. You want to get the limited edition J&B OG shirts. Other than that, enjoy your weekend. 
tune in this weekend to his fight, don't be the guy who watches the highlights going, where the fuck? Why didn't no one tell me? Watch it. Other than that, enjoy yourselves. Drink responsibly because I won't this weekend. <laughs> and I'll probably post my predictions again drunkenly on Saturday. <laughs> I'm really going to call it the drunk predictions. Yeah, that's great. You should do more of that. Start, and, start it. Start it. And I'm going to start doing drunk predictions. And maybe B-Ray get this little bit of edibles. It'll be edible <laughs> predictions. The edible predictions. God, no. There you go. Yeah. But other than that, guys, have a good weekend. We'll be back next week to review and uh, talk more boxing. Yep. We out. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.